Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. They can't hear you if you just nod your head, you know. I have a disgusted look on my face. Hello. Hello. Is Is anybody there? there? (laughs) You know, it doesn't feel right if I can't call everybody fags in the live chat. I I know. Hopefully we will have to buck tradition for but one week. Uh, If you are listening to this by now, you're probably aware that after Sunday's show, sometime yesterday around noon my time noon mountain so sunday's stream was up in fact it was reviewed for ads and they said "Mm, no you can't have ads but they didn't delete the stream at that time which is a very curious decision sometime into tuesday around noon my time get an email that says uh you have uh the the show has uh has violated our community guidelines on medical misinformation and so I'm thinking, well, what the hell? Like, okay, I'm a, I'm going to appeal this before I even read what you have to say. And so I appeal it. Within an hour, they get back to me and say, nope, uh, it violated our me- medical misinformation guidelines, and uh, you can't stream or post. Not only that, I can't I can't upload a video. I can't stream. I can't make a text post on my YouTube channel to you tell can't? people, which I think is outrageous. Like oh. you can't, you won't let me tell my audience on YouTube that I can't post my usual material so uh, this is a great time to remember um bookmark the website uh no matter where you might want to watch the stream or no matter what social media you might want to follow in the future bookmark the website that's mattchristiansonmedia.com hopefully this will be but one a one week thing we do have an excellent theory about why this happened you might be surprised. It was not uh, Blonde's uh, uh, occasional calls for political violence. It was not uh, Blonde's uh, spicy racial takes from time it to time. It wasn't me straight up saying on multiple occasions the coronavirus doesn't exist. No, Correct. that was not the medical misinformation. <laughs> it was not the super chats that uh, I try to filter for Susan compliance. In fact, and I'll explain this more on Sunday with the stream that will again be on DLive and Trovo because that's what we have to do, at least live. We will post it elsewhere uh, on demand. So if you want to watch it on BitChute or Rumble later, I will I will get it up there as well. He's going to get it up. I will will post it up there as well. Uh, I'll I'll get into the exact story of what happened. For now, uh, if if you're curious about what the leading theory on what did it is, because, of course, YouTube won't tell us. The leading theory is, if you guys recall, there was the the gag hit piece in the WikiWiki Times on Sunday, ironically, uh, but very, very suitably so. At the bottom of that, and I can say this freely because we're not on YouTube, there was a gag article that said the call-in show is the cure for coronavirus, according to Dr. Fauci, but the side effects include AIDS and syphilis. (laughs) (laughs) Because YouTube is so sensitive to any language about a cure for coronavirus, we're called the hydroxychloroquine doctors last summer. Anything that claims to be a coronavirus cure will get you banned. That is the only thing that was outside the norm, at least from a coronavirus perspective on Sunday. So I believe that to be the reason, even though we appealed 
And they won't tell me why, but someone looked at that and presumably saw that segment, which is obviously parody, obviously a joke, obviously a gag. Obviously, the call in show does not cure coronavirus. There are no coronavirus patients out there seeking treatment through this goddamn stream, Susan. I know, but it is kind of reassuring that uh, it's just an algorithm. Well, there was a human that reviewed it, though. That's the problem. Did they were they Indian? Did they not understand? <laughs> Anytime I have been in communication with uh, a chat agent at YouTube, it is uh, yeah. usually some sort of uh, ethnic name. Yeah. Let's put it that mm. way. <laughs> you mean a squatting pajit? <laughs> Something like that. Okay, I've I've gone on long enough. We of course will get into more of the details on Sunday. If you're here and you're listening, we appreciate your continued support for the show. As far as how this is going to operate, uh, Trovo and DLive will go on as normal. Super chat obviously on YouTube's not a thing. Tippy stream is the super chat mechanism. If you don't want to use what's built into DLive and Trovo, if you're confused by all the links. And you want to, because it is confusing. I understand. Head to my website. I've got an explanation of what happened with YouTube and links to what's relevant for these streams front and center on the homepage, mattchristensenmedia.com. You'll find the links you need for not only this stream, but Sunday stream. So we'll take super chats every half hour uh, through the tippy stream system and through the integrated systems on DLive and Trovo. Other than that, the call-in show will go on as normal. We will take your questions, email questions at the end of the show as normal. Remember, the one and only place to send those is uh, also through the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Use the call-in show form. It's so are, ridiculous. Are you uh, are you actually keeping in touch with the chat? Or are you off <clears throat> the chat? You're not done either, no. DLive? Uh, I mean, just... there's a DLive chat? There is. <laughs> and a Trovo chat. You know, I have never been to DLive. Well, take your pick. Maybe they'd like to have you. Okay. Trovo. Trovo Trovo.live slash ML Christensen or DLive.tv slash ML Christensen. Or just head to the website and click one of the links. Uh, Oh, I'm going to do that. But you don't have an account. Anyway. ML Christensen. Just head to the website. MattChristensenMedia.com. Okay. I've delayed long enough. Let me get into the calls. Thank you guys for listening. And thanks for sticking with us. Juggernaut the Destroyer is up first. Mr. Juggernaut, welcome to the show. I got him lighting up, but I actually can't hear him. Can you hear Hi. him? Oh, there we go. You can't hear him. Me. Now I can. Uh-oh. Sounds like we have a spotty connection, but I, I do have you. Uh, okay. Well, do you still want to hear a potential theory as to why the flu disappeared? Sure, if you got it. Sure. Yeah, so... This is like third-hand information. I heard it from a guy who read a book. Uh, <laughs> Sounds smart. So <laughs> the book is called, I don't remember what the book's called. It was written by Edgar Hope Simpson. How about that? That's a good starting place. And apparently in it, he, he studied the respiratory d- diseases for 50 years, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. Heard that respiratory diseases were seasonal. And that there is, he described this phenomenon, I believe, called the vanishing act, in which when a new disease comes up and that is more transmissible than a previous one, mm-hmm. the previous one kind of is outcompeted for. So it yeah, I've heard this theory, like a biological competition type theory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't know so, when I don't I'm not I'm not a uh, virologist. I'm not a, a mainstream media accredited expert. Um, and I could believe that to be true. 
I've talked to some people who have much more knowledge on this issue than I do, and they are skeptical of it for reasons that I would struggle to paraphrase because they're kind of technical. But just for for me as a layman, I, I could believe a reduction in flu as a consequence of a variety of factors that have changed this year. But could I believe, uh, say, zero in my state of Montana of a million people? I, I can't oh, yeah. believe that. So likely it's a combo of an actual phenomenon mixed in with just empirical error. Yeah, I could believe that the flu is actually at a reduced level this year. And we are what does exist. We are reclassifying into coronavirus. Yeah, yep. but it's got to be some every combo. hospital guidelines when i look them up it's always like we test everybody who comes into the hospital for covid yeah so <clears throat> i mean no yeah okay uh, that's all i got so can you just in case people are curious about reading about that theory can you reference it one more time and i might want to check it out what's the name so i don't remember the name of the book no. uh but you probably combo edgar hope simpson uh, on respiratory disease or respiratory viruses maybe and this is this is general not coronavirus specific or like it's it's an old word it's not coronavirus specific okay it, yeah it's general stuff okay uh i probably should have looked it up but you know <laughs> no I, I i'm yeah i'm open to these explanations uh because one way or another people need to explain to me why the flu has gone non-existent beyond masks and social distancing are a miracle we should have done the yeah. whole time that's bullshit that is not <laughs> what it is Okay. Yeah, we've been been testing the effectiveness of masks on the flu for nearly a century before 2020, and we've yeah. decided that they don't work. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. You too. Okay, I am now on D Live and Trovo. Okay. And uh, you guys are all fags. <laughs> make sure to uh, to tell them in the true tradition of the show. I did. All right. Good. Uh, Red Falcon. A fag. Just checking. <laughs> uh, you and everybody you? else. Yeah, all of you guys. Fair enough. What did we do? <laughs> I don't know. Put it in a bunch of dudes' butts. What's wrong with me? It's a term of endearment. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, what's on your mind, man? Uh, so I was thinking about um, why the the heck they uh, banned Matt. And I'm sure you said it at the top of the show, but it took mm-hmm. me a while to uh, even find the stream. So I didn't. I didn't hear that. Uh, did, 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 yes. did you do something outrageous? Or? Uh, I can give you the quick synopsis, and I believe this to be credible. And this is from some of the people who were behind the... Did you see the segment on Sunday about the, the, the hit piece in the Wiki Wiki Times? Yes. <laughs> okay, so in that segment, at the bottom of that article, of, of that newspaper front page, I, and I briefly referenced a gag article about how the call-in show is a cure for coronavirus. And we uh-huh. know how sensitive YouTube is to any cure language about coronavirus. Remember the hydroxychloroquine doctors last uh-huh. summer. That's the short version. I believe it to be the most credible theory. It, it's wow. just my opinion. But of course, YouTube won't tell us why. Other right. than it was Which medical misinformation. That's it. Medical misinformation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I expected at all. Yeah, uh, no, it but... wasn't threats of uh, heads on pikes. It wasn't sweeping <laughs> claims of racial generalization. It wasn't any of that stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that makes me uh, fe- feel slightly little, little less like um, starting secession too. 
so hmm. I guess I feel uh, slightly comforted by that. Did you have <laughs> um, a thought or a theory or were you coming in to learn? No, I, yeah, I was just coming to learn. Uh, I had no clue. Uh, mm. It did not make any sense to me. Uh, but they are, the, the, there are certain triggers, uh, the tr- tr- transgender stuff, uh, yep. the coronavirus, um, that will get you uh, excommunicated at least for a yep. while. That, yeah. That's my experience too, with especially with demonetization. Uh, I, I, in my experience, calls for violence, um, spicy racial takes, they do not care about at all. Care. You talk yeah. trannies and you talk Rona. Right. Like then you're in trouble. Those, what? I those talk are, trannies all the time and it's fine. Yeah. But usually like we might reference it in passing or to like to one chat, which gets kind of bar- uh, buried in like a two hour stream. If yeah, we do a whole don't... segment on trannies or like a whole story, then they usually get a little, a little uh, more. Uh, they crack down on that a little more. Right. If you presented like a credible case uh, against transitioning children for instance they would yeah oh yeah come That'll down you. on you like a yeah we've done that innumerable times as well no what i mean is they'll they'll demonetize not like ban the stream oh, okay, but de- gotcha. i'm measuring their crackdown in demonetization that's what i'm measuring it in yeah and plus it's it's like uh you know if you if you presented like scientific evidence uh, facts and figures uh, many of which are out there to one degree or another uh they would they really wouldn't like that and they might really get you for it yeah yeah well Um, thank you for the call man appreciate it yeah yeah thank you so much oh and uh last word um yeah maybe blonde could tell us about um uh, how she came upon her new religion like what was her religious awakening Hmm. um that um from brother to the state that she's currently at, uh, if she has one, if she has a story like that. And that's it. So I'll let you guys go. Sure. Thank you. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. No, I, I was raised Catholic. I just um, didn't adhere to religious principles until recently when I started loosely adhering to religious principles. So I'm not particularly devout. You know, I read two pages of the Bible every day. That's what I'm doing right now. It's more than most, probably. <clears throat> I'll get through it's it in a bad. year. <laughs> is that the is that why you picked two? Yeah. That was the plan. And it's it's enough that you don't zone out even if it's really boring. I don't think I've ever read the whole thing. I've read uh sections, of course, but I don't think I've read it cover to cover. Well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm I started in Matthew and hmm. I'm gonna leave Genesis for last because I did try to start with Genesis and I was like, I, I'm not gonna get through this. Hmm. Well, thank you, Red Falcor. Have a good night. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Ratchet Republican. Ratchet Republican, I'm glad you're here because I was worried I was going to be in a downer mood or a defeatist mood. And uh, I know that you're not going to be that way. You always bring the pep and you bring the spirit. And I appreciate that about you. What's on your mind? Oh, thank you so much. I, I just wanted to say congratulations, Matt, on your... Uh, oh, thank your, you. Uh, appreciate it. A child is very lucky to have you as a father. You can oh, well, that's very kind of you. I hope to yes, live up to he that. Is, um, he is. He's a, he's a good. He's, I, I, I won't expect any SJWs coming out of this house. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. The, the balance between. Well, we've talked a lot of discipline on this show in the last few weeks, but I think the balance between discipline, guidance, and, and letting a child be free enough to find his own way find his own passions, um, find his own philosophies, even Uh that's going to be very interesting to, uh, 
I, I won't I won't worry about that till it's till we're talking about like a teenager. You know, I don't have to worry about that in younger years. But I I, I wonder how that philosophy will develop for me. Because you're right, I don't want a crazy pink hair. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But speaking of children, I want to. I don't know if you know this. Uh, this uh, conservative. Her name is Angela Staten King. Have you ever heard of her? I don't know her. No, no. I don't think so. Hello. No, I've heard her. Okay, she's a black conservative. Mm-hmm. She's very pro-Trump. Um, she she went to prison and she came out of prison and Trump commutated her sentence. Oh, okay. And she's oh. been a very pro-Trump pro-Trump supporter. So what happened is she has five kids. She has three sons, two daughters, right? One of the sons is trans. And she's not about that life. So it's she <laughs> okay. and him. She and him have been butting heads on social media, um, um, butting heads. So what happened was um, Angela Stanton decided to go on Dr. Phil and see that she could bridge, you know, get back you know get back in good graces with her what's her last name remind me the together. name i want to look this person up while you describe Stanton king angela stanton king angela king i'll look her up i'll just angela king trump okay yeah angela stanton king got it yeah angela stanton king so yeah. what happened was that i don't know why she decided to go on a mainstream news network i mean a mainstream network as a trump supporter because you know what's going to happen yeah. so they went on uh she went. She went on a Twitter tirade when she got off the the program, and she explained what happened. When she got on Dr. Phil, the conversation didn't talk about her son being trans. It talked about her being a Republican and her being a conservative <laughs> and being a Trump supporter. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm then, looking at a, a an article then, about it right now. Right Wing Watch is all over it. Her tirade. Her tirade. Oh my God. Yes. She had a tirade. Yeah. And what she said was that um, they brought a trans woman on the show to explain to her how to raise her son. Oh, and God. she went off on that. She went off on that trans woman stating, excuse me, sir, <laughs> do you have a son? Do, yeah. you ha- do you have a child? And then this, this trans woman said, no. I said, well, then you can have several seats. Okay. You're not going to tell me how to raise my child. Her okay. son, her and then the trans woman had a nurse. How old is her son? He what? looks pretty old, like fairly old. Yes, yes, yeah. Like yes. an adult, well, not a child. Not much she can do anyway. She, yeah, not much she can do. Yeah, they just wanted to. She, she doesn't support his actions. She support. She loves her son, but yeah. she doesn't support the, the the whole trans thing. Yeah, and then. Yeah. And then the trans woman started telling her about she's going to die alone and da, 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 da. And then she's like, excuse me, who the fuck you're talking to? I have a husband yeah. and I have yeah. four other children. Okay. Yeah. That came out of my vagina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for the so, insight on this. Any, any yeah. final thoughts from you? She went in and she went in and she said, fuck Dr. Phil. Fuck Paramount Studios. What's that? Was this on the show or was this Hello? after the fact? Hello? Uh, oh, did we lose you? Yeah. No, no, no. This is after the fact. She's talking about what happened after the fact. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So she said, fuck Dr. Phil. Fuck Paramount Studios. Fuck all these people. And she basically all she said was that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Men have penises. Women have vaginas. I'm not going to support people who have mental delusions that they can be a woman. Hmm. That's all she said. 
and they dragged her ass off Twitter. She, she her account is suspended. Um, Yikes. Well, she, I don't think she was permanently suspended, but she was suspended off Twitter. And it just goes to show you that I believe that the divide in our country is uh, it's, it's irreparable because yeah. the foundational principles, the foundation of a society is a man and a woman. And if we cannot come together to, to define what a man and a woman is, and it can be anything can be anything, then we don't have nothing to talk about. Yeah. I, I really don't and have the, nothing to say. To you. And the more we undermine the family, I mean, it's the more you, yeah. You undermine the family, you take away the, the building block of society and independence for people. All of a sudden, we are a, a nonsense world of everyone who's just a government dependent and wildly unhappy with their lives, which is a recipe for a, just a disaster right. of right. a society. So uh, get ready and buckle up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it should be a fun ride. Yeah. Yes, because I, the, the whole thing with like with Lil, Lil Nas and his video, I don't know if you saw the Montero video. Is this the one where he, uh, he he's, like that. I guess he's twerking on Satan. To me, it looked like he was full on uh, sodomizing with yeah. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Twerking on Satan. Yeah. Yeah. You notice that those gays always go after Christians, but they never go after the true homophobic religion. <laughs> okay. Dude, if he did that with, if he did that with a depiction of Muhammad, I would say props. Uh, like, I'm not pro- like, I, I don't want anything to do with his production, but I'll say that's bravery. Uh, I would credit yeah. the bravery. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. So I, at the end of the day, I see right now that all culture is on a, is a runaway train. That train has yeah. left. The- yeah. It's on a runaway train. The only, the, only thing that's, the only thing that's going to save us is that train going off the rails and just crashing. That's it. <laughs> You're okay, singing my tune. Can we man. start a political party where the for the impending crash and right. they hopefully they make it through? It. That's all you gotta do is make we need it a third it. party, and it's not gonna be a donkey or an elephant. It's going to be lesbians driving their their adopted children <laughs> off a cliff. That's gonna be the logo of this party. No, it's gonna be lesbians exactly. driving a donkey and. A rep- and uh, uh, oh my god help me an elephant an elephant they're in the back seat alright we gotta let you go man but thank you for the call I appreciate it no, no problem no problem have a good night bye bye <laughs> actually uh, a friend sent me a link today to a Tide commercial that featured a lesbian couple and their adopted uh, children of African extraction and uh, we were joking, like, yeah, they're not. They didn't show how this story ends. They might be doing the laundry today, but check back and. But some, two weeks, <laughs> we'll see. All right, they'll have adopted some kids. They'll be starving to death. <laughs> Those kids are eating Tide Pods out of desperation at that point. <laughs> anyway, uh, and it doubles too. It gets them uh, high out of their minds before they drive out of the cliff. It's a good painkiller. <laughs> no, they they just uh, took um, Benadryl, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. God, I forgot how detailed that story was. Mr. Rog, Rognly. Sorry, I can't pronounce that. What's on your Rob mind? It's close enough. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Blonde, I'm really loving your uh, your uh, interviews. Thank your, uh, you. Th- Thank you. Uh, and uh, going off of that, uh, you know, in a lot of your interviews, you uh, you talk about uh, how important community building is, and that's kind of how we have to restart. I just wanted uh, some information on how, how do we go about that, you know? Like, I have a young family. I'm 22. My wife's <clears throat> 22. You know, how do we how do we Aww. find 
good for you. Um, well, this show is a good place to start. Uh, we've met a lot of political dissidents uh, through the show. Um, but if you go to certain geographical regions, almost everybody you meet is going to be like us. Like seriously, if you, if you go to an AA meeting around here, it's filled with like Nazis, supposed <laughs> Nazis. Um, so you're just gonna, I don't, I don't know where you live or if you're comfortable sharing that information, but uh, the state of Minnesota. <laughs> hmm. Oh, you, you just got to move, man. Are you in the city or are you rural? I am about an hour away from the Twin Cities, so okay. it's pretty rural. Oh. Is that going to be far away enough to keep you safe in a few weeks' time when uh, Chauvin is... Oh, yeah, there's more up. Trump flags around here than ever. That's good to hear. I, I see a few around here, too. Anyway, I don't... Carry I don't on. Black I don't people can still drive. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, some a, a person of color drove all the way out here. And, yeah. uh, uh, they, they just, they, uh, one of my neighbors, I installed a security camera system for them and, and the dude went through her house, stole her car, drove it to Minneapolis and the, and crashed it. And the police said, oh, sorry, we we can't do anything about it. Even though we have this picture. Holy on, shit. Drove it on, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she had one of those really nice Jaguars and that oh. has a tracking system and stuff. They yeah, know exactly yeah. where he went and his pathing and they're like, Oh, sorry. Did this person know you guys or how was it that you came to be targeted that far out? No, the dude went through everybody's cars that were unlocked, smashed mm. the windows, you know, took some stuff. Oh, so you, okay. Well, how did he, uh, he was how just he get in out your... here? No yeah. idea. <laughs> okay. He's just expanding his turf, I suppose. Um, that answers your question, doesn't it? Uh, black people too close equals move. <laughs> okay. But, but how do, how do, how do you, I don't know. How do you find these, these, these communities, I guess. That, Get I it all know. out before Susan lets us back. My I God. know, right? North Idaho. Uh, there are like three black people here. It's awesome. <laughs> and most of Montana's fine. I'm just letting this go. Although I, 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 not commenting on the themes here, but I will say um, there, the city commission uh, I had mentioned previously, there was a guy running for city commission on the basis of being a black queer, his words, not mine. And uh, he's now on the city commission. He brings the black queer perspective to well, that's a, Bozeman city government. Uh, that's a problem. Wow. Um, he's 29 and lives in an apartment, AKA has never built a damn thing in his life, but he knows how to tell you how to build everything that you own. Did literally anybody run against him? I don't know. I, I just saw the news story today. I don't know. It might have been uncontested. Because that's course, how a lot of those things happen. And of course, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he's on the city commission and it's nothing but clapping emojis, cheering because uh, this is our pet minority, not just a pet racial minority, but a member of the coveted LGBTQ community. So wow. look at look how at us. Stupid. Look at how virtuous we are. Everyone's patting themselves on the back. Before we let you go, I do need to walk that back a little bit. Um, I am fine with having a uh, 2% population of well-behaved black people. <laughs> it's, that's okay. It's mathematical. Oh my yeah, God. and then and then 3% Asian and uh, 40% white Mormon and whatever the remainder the is, thing, white other Christian den denomination. The thing I want to say to sincerely push back on this is... There is no creature more insufferable than the white leftist. Okay. There, I know, nobody, I know. nobody is worse. Yeah. That's uh, if, why you got to get a good mix of Asians in because they, <laughs> they don't tolerate this shit. The, the, the white leftist has to 
they're, they're in their face telling you how to do everything more than know, anybody else. Yeah, It's a real problem. Like I have way more in common with like an upper middle class black conservative than I do with like a feminist white leftist. Yeah. That's the thing about racial politics. It's like I, I have nothing in common with with these white Seattle leftists. Like I, I want to murder them all defensively. Uh, but I don't know. North Idaho is a great place to live. There are a lot of places in Montana. I've heard some good things about Arizona, although you're going to be dealing with a lot of Mexicans. Um, Texas, I'm liking the vaccine passport stuff. And Idaho just did an executive order on the vaccine passports. Um, good just to see. look. I'm, our yeah. state will probably do that too, I expect. Yeah, totally. Just look for most conservative cities and then do demographic research and you should be okay. And religious research. Dude, I'll meet you in South Dakota next year if you want. <laughs> South, Dakota. South Dakota. actually pretty nice as I've been there a few Yeah, times. people are kind of pissed at Christy Nome these days, but I think it's pretty safe haven. I don't know. They have elected a chick. How base could they possibly than, be? Than better than our... these. Face masks all the time. Oops, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, and better than our prior governor for sure. And I bet, yeah. I bet better than your current governor. Yeah. <laughs> governor Walls. Yeah. Anyway, thank uh, you for the call and good luck, one man. One quick if, thing I wanted sure. to say is that blonde. Uh, I do want to say that your channel is getting recommended. Uh, I was surprised. Wow. A lot of your episodes are showing up in my homepage for some reason. <laughs> I've never what seen that is before. this world? And why do my subs keep going to down? And I get a bunch of emails every day that are like, eh, it was subbed to your channel. And then I look today and I'm not subbed anymore. So yeah. there's like, <sighs> bullshit. I don't know. I bullshit. keep getting recommended your How You Got Red Pilled video from what, 2016. What? Like that. It's yeah. like the yeah. most controversial video I think I've made. Apparently, we peaked in 2016 too, whether it's that or episode zero of this show. I know. Never been I was better, better looking back then. Video. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, man, and good luck, and uh, and and seriously, uh, keep your head down in the coming weeks, man. I think it's going to get yeah, nasty real. there. Just do a blackface. Oh. You'll blend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. See ya. All right. Uh, Damon is up next. Damon. In my eye. What? Oh. Re- you ready to go? What? Hey, yeah. <laughs> What's on your mind? Yeah. Uh, so... I thought I'd read a Bible verse. Sure. So, Blonde, you've been going to church recently, right? Uh-huh. All right, so I want to know if you've heard this one. This is Genesis 17, verses 5 through 14. No longer... Oh, let me turn the light on. All right. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make your nation make nations of you and kings will come forth from you i will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout your generations for an everlasting covenant to be god to you and to your descendants after you i will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings all all the land of the canaanites for an everlasting possession and i will be their god god said further to abraham now, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations. A servant who is born in the house or who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. 
A servant who is born in your house or who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Mm. I was wondering where this is going. All right, I'll be who back in 20 minutes. You guys go ahead. To? <laughs> Abraham. God is talking to Abraham. Yeah, okay. So isn't this a covenant of Judaism? I mean, that's... So I just started reading the Bible, and because I never have before, but he's talking... In, I'm kind of wondering. That's like the new the New Testament versus the Old Testament. Yeah. Timothy. I consider myself a Christian, but no, this is it's it's a it's a Jewish thing. Uh, there there are several anti circumcision New Testament quotes as well. He's clearly All talking right. to the Jews. Well, yeah, he's talking to Abraham, but it's got. I don't know. God, it said God's, uh, what was it? Yeah, God, your descendants of Abraham. Well, what does the Bible say about Gentile circumcision? Gentile circumcision? Yeah. <sighs> Can't say. Again, I just started reading. I'm new to this, but I just felt it funny because I, I keep hearing you talk about circumcisions, and I just thought of you as soon as I read it. So mm-hmm. I just had to make sure you knew about that or you've heard about it. Yeah, I mean, I tried not to do anything in my life um, where I uh, emulate Jews. Oh, wait, 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 wait. what What does that mean? Do you write off the Old (laughs) Testament entirely? Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff in the Old Testament uh, that is crazy fire and brimstone clearly cannot be applicable. Like, clearly can't. Hmm. You thought like shellfish? I know. I think there's one about shellfish and all that kosher stuff. Uh, you know, the Jews betrayed Jesus also. He can't I mean, possibly yeah. want us to continue in the path of Judaism. And don't give me this argument that it was the Romans, because it wasn't. It was the Jews. No, no, I, I, I my, fr- my friend made a joke about that a, like a year ago, and yeah. Anyway, so look up, even though you're not to this part of the Bible, and I haven't read the Bible in its entirety, but just do a little yeah. research on Gentile circumcision in the, in, in Gentile the Bible. Cir- because right. you will find sweet. that it is a more layered story than you anticipate. All right. Wow, All this right. was like a 10-minute call, you know? Yeah, that was a good time. Is- I appreciate it. Yeah. What, this? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Okay. I was like, oh, no. Where is he going with this? Well, I suppose we can just get it all out of the way now that YouTube is not a consideration, right? Just let it all hang out. We can talk about how coronavirus isn't real, how it's hydroxychloroquine really is a cure, uh, Nancy Pelosi's head belongs on a spike uh, as one of uh, heads. He- her head belongs on a pike in a series of pikes. We can do all that, right? I don't know. D live will probably punish us or something. I think the Russians over at Trovo will be cool. Have we'll you see. ever made a one to 10 list of the politicians that you could, ki- that you would kill if you could? <laughs> you might as well take the opportunity. Okay. <laughs> well, I open give me your top one. Hey, hey we're freestyling. You know, you know what else I want to talk about Sunday while we have the chance? Cause it will be fun to have a YouTube free show. Uh, there's one, and I'll, I'll preface this. It's one case. Okay. I'm not saying the vaccine it, uh, causes everyone to die or anything like that. There was a younger girl. Okay. She got the, yeah. and by younger, I mean like mid twenties, something like that. Right, right. She got the vaccine. She posted on Facebook, man, I'm feeling really rough. This vaccine, like really, 
really took a toll on me. Facebook didn't ban it, but put that disc, uh, put that disclaimer on it. The vaccine's very safe. She died like three no days. Way. She fucking died. And oh, that's man. that's a, again, it's one case. I don't want to overstate, but it is. It's wild. Not that just not just that she died, but it's wild that Facebook soft censored a dead girl a or a dead, dead young girl. lady. That is crazy. What'd she die of? Well, draw your own conclusions. But she said she wasn't feeling well after the vaccine. Again, it's not to say that the vaccine was going to cause you to die. I'm talking about one isolated instance, but it's pretty wild isolated instance. Yeah. But anyway, okay, your number one pick. Go for it. Oh, that's that's hard. This is my favorite game to play with my friends. Can I do top five? <laughs> no, no, no. We get, we're, we're tight on time. Chuck, Sh- uh, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's got to be number one. Uh, Kamala's up there. Uh, no, Fauci's got to be number one. Oof, that's a good pick. He does he count as a politician? He's more of a bureaucrat, but close enough. Yeah, I think it counts. And then I, uh, I really hate Feinstein. Yeah, although uh, you don't really have to wish for her to die. Time will take care of that very soon. Oh, I don't know. I think she's going to live forever. You think so? Now, to be fair, these are not people that I'm going to kill. These are just wishing. These are a Christmas wish list. That's all. Yeah. And I don't even have to say Susan because Susan's irrelevant to this conversation. Okay, we are behind on chats. Issue says, uh, congratulations on your YouTube suspension. Here's some non-super chat donation to offset the wiki wiki. Thank you for keeping us in business. We appreciate it. Josh and Jesus says, Blonde, you're awesome, but I'm calling you out. There's no way you'd leave your husband for giving you a spanking. I'd bet $100 on it. <laughs> well, but I think for you're talking spanking about me? hitting, I think is what the conversation was. If like I really badly misbehaved and my husband put me over his knee and spanked me, I, I think I would be laughing. So <laughs> I'd be laughing so hard that I, I just don't think that I would take him seriously. Slosher. Thanks for supporting the show. Josh and Jesus also says the Wisconsin legislature banned Tony Evers or Evers, the governor from enforcing his mask mandate. So he made a new one and gave it a different name. Worse than Cuomo. Yeah. The old uh, what's his nickname? Bony Tony Skeletony. He's a weird looking crypt keeper, man, just like they all are. Web dev. Bony uh, Tony. Friend's dad is a higher up in an insurance company, not health insurance. He said they'll be firing anyone who doesn't get the vaccine. How prevalent will this type of thing be? I won't be getting the vaccine and I'm now worried about my career. That'd be. Uh, we have so many questions about this tonight. OK. Uh, so I guess we should we should wait to answer it. Okay. But no, yeah. they, they 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 chatted, so we should probably answer. I don't know. I think under no circumstances do you get the vaccine. I think everyone's entitled to their own assessment here. Um, f- for me in my current situation, let's say that I had to get the vaccine or sever my income. Mm, um. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, listen, I've said that's a hill I'm prepared to die on. I am. Yeah, uh, if, if I have to get a new job to avoid it, I will just because I don't like the concept of anyone telling me that they have the right to stab me or right. inject something into my body. However, I understand if I was in a position where uh, I have, you know, I have a kid on the way and I don't have a viable other option and I don't have any sort of um, any sort of financial safety net. Um, you, you, sometimes you got to do what you got to do as a dad to provide for your kids, too. <sighs> We'll get into it more later on. Thanks, WebDev. Slosher says, if Blonde can read spicy stuff on YouTube, I want to hear her say, <laughs> do I want to set this precedent? Just say it. I don't know, man. I don't know. Slosher, I appreciate I appreciate the angle, but this 
this precedent of pay us to say slurs. I just, I can't go there. Oh, fine. I can't go there. I, I, I'm just curious. What do you want to know what the slur was? Yeah. Yeah. A retard F. Well, I, I guess we, uh, okay. So it's retard faggot N word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. going to say Anyway, that three, the, <laughs> the three blacks in Idaho have chimed in. Yeah. You got a problem with us, blonde? Come to our hood of Coeur d'Alene and talk smack. There's no uh, hood in Coeur d'Alene. You know, the hood in Coeur d'Alene is the white trailer park. They're waiting for you. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. Wingy says, what do you get when a black man steals a Jaguar? Do you have a guess? No, you got nothing. It's a Jaguar. <laughs> Why did that occur to me? That was a good one. Okay. Um, let's see. We have, oh my gosh, lots of stuff going on on DLive. Holy cow. Uh, let me get through just, one just spicy a, chat. a few of these. Uh, Matt Forney. I wonder if that is the actual Matt, Matt Forney. Forney or a, a posing figure. I do love Matt Forney. Long time no talk. Take my lemons because you're apparently the only streamer on DLive I can watch and give them to. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) We'll take them by exclusion. Uh, More lemons. Total lemon giveaway. Take all the lemons because I am not getting any more. Thank you, man. What the fuck does that even mean? The lemons are the currency. Uh, If you want to meet dissidents, go to a good church. That's probably true. And he also says, this stream needs in Minecraft appended. Uh, hmm. is there a lot of Minecraft stuff on DLive? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, ETC says anti wiki wiki diamonds. We appreciate it. Matt Forney also says insert glowing eyes. Steven Anderson gift here. Anti wiki wiki diamonds from, uh, <laughs> from ETC. Okay. My gosh. Um, Aleppo moment says one step closer to a hit piece. Canada mask recall. Yeah, things are getting spicy up in Vancouver. Maybe we'll talk about that on Sunday a little bit. And yeah. uh, Trovo here real quick, and we'll get back to the calls. Thanks for patience, guys. C2K says, to celebrate the break from Commitube, I will personally pay for two random users, one month Trovo sub on the channel. Sexual favors not required, but appreciated all the same. Well, there you go. If you head over to uh, Trovo, C2K might hook you up with a subscription. We appreciate that. And Leading Edge, cast a spell. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, okay, let's get back into the callers. Uh, it's that kind of night. How appropriate. The man whose name is just the short version of the N-word. Oh, Welcome to hey the there. show. What's on your mind? Just pause the stream there for a second. Sure. Yeah. Which uh, short version of the N-word? Just the three-letter version. There are two three-letter versions. Well, the one that's not... <laughs> the one with the correct vowel. I, I think she's asking, is it a soft A at the end that's missing, or is it a hard R there? Oh, is that what you're getting at? No. Is it an O, or is it right. an I? It's the first three letters of the N-word. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> o or an I? I don't know what the O is supposed to be. Uh, Proceed. Anyway. <laughs> what's, what's on your mind? Uh different things there first two quick and then jump into the last one there um so daughter's names oh have have you considered ping three (laughs) uh it won't be ping three i think uh i think i'm at liberty to say that we have found some agreement on the name lydia that is so it's a great name that we like uh that's nothing final and of course we don't know the gender of the kid yet but girls names have been a real battle so where we have some agreement i i like to 
Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see some agreement on that one. What happened with Daisy? Can I use it? I guess so, because I don't think it's going to happen for me. Yeah, Daisy May. That's what I'm going for. That's a good one. Although, don't forget, Daisy Ridley is named Daisy. You can't. I don't know if you want to do that. One horse-faced woman doesn't get to ruin a name for me. (laughs) And I don't think too many people will be thinking that there. Anyway. Yeah. uh, The other thing is, so for YouTube... Uh, this Sunday, will you be uploading the Sunday show to YouTube? Then? I can't. I can't. Okay. I can't post videos. So uh, no is the short answer. I will be able to post the video. I guess I could wait until Wednesday, but that seems to me. I'd rather just have the fun show where we don't have to worry about Susan's wrath posted on BitChute and Rumble, and then restart next Wednesday with the call-in stream because that would be. If we do a show on Sunday that's not on YouTube and we go down some of the uh, angles that YouTube doesn't like and then I upload it to YouTube, then, you know, kind of defeats the purpose, I guess. But yeah, I, can't, I wouldn't be able to post it till days later anyhow. Yeah. 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 So I guess I was just asking if you would or not days later or not. Hey, uh, probably okay. not is the plan right now. Okay. Fair. fair. And then um, so a couple call ins ago that I did there. Um, I was talking about different governmental systems. If you know, if a new USA pops up or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of deal, a new Confederate. It, um, and so you know, the recap was that it was it was still unclear as far as how you select your initial monarchy for blonde, and then oh, yeah. for you, it was is how do we prevent and the recreation of another failed. USA that's right and so I think yeah and so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking along the lines of that if there is a new country um, is there a chance of creating something new and Uh not just copying a previously failed system yeah Yeah. definitely Um, I mean we can't think that everything has been tried that every governmental system that is potentially functional has already been tried we we should think out of the box yeah and so I think the system that I'm like trying to slowly formulate in my mind and, and maybe I'll bounce and this is why I'm bouncing it off of you guys to just see what you think there is that kind of, I think the greatest issue is that people look to the highest authority to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of thinking along the lines, why don't you just remove that, that situation where only people can actually only vote in local elections Mm. And then from there, you would have your local leaders that would represent you, and then they would move on to vote for the next line up. In the so state. maybe if like the, the 17th Amendment never happened, state legislatures pick senators, and let's say the federal legislature picked the president, um, which would be kind of like a parliamentary system. No, I think I he's suppose. saying no executive branch. Oh, no executive so, branch at all? So I, I would say that there is an executive branch, but I would even go like more local than senator level, okay. so, which is that it, you know, you can only vote for maybe like your mayoral candidate. It, and because that's the way, you know, people need to start thinking that you have to solve the problems at the local level, Yeah, so, okay. which means, you know, your local schools, local this, local that, it, and then, and the mayors be like, hey, okay this is the best mayor that can um you know he's done well in the city whatever or we'll bump him up to to uh your 
I guess, state representative or whatever it is. I'm Canadian, so it, it'd yeah. be a provincial level MP. Well, I guess, and then from there, it would my, we'll we'll going. have to. I like this idea. Unfortunately, yeah. to talk about this in detail would take quite some time. Um, but my my question on that concept, we'll just stick with that concept for now. Uh, do all are all mayors the same? So, say that you're the mayor of a, a city of two thousand people. Is your vote for that uh, if they're picking senator, for example, is your vote for that senator the same as a city of a million people? Yeah, so I, okay. I, I would think that there'd be there has to be something as far as like population distribution or something like that, as you're saying. Um, you know, this is why it's like easier with like county representatives or something like that. Right. But okay. I, I do understand that there is still some thought process that needs to be fleshed out here. And then as far as like on federal levels and stuff, you just you would really need to write in the constitution that it they're only allowed certain, you know, uh, they're only in charge of certain aspects. And to get approval of other aspects, they need to ask for approval from the more local level. So I like, like the simple, the Sorry, simple example there is that just saying like federally, they're only in charge of, you know, national security. They literally can't do anything else if they want approval for anything else. So it's, then they must ask the uh, the more local level authority sure. for approval before they can even impl- implement mm. it. All right. I like the thinking, man. We will have to let you go, but I, I appreciate the thought. And uh, I hope you continue it. Okay. Thanks. Have a good night. You too. I like the idea of uh, yeah. encouraging people to think as locally as possible. My only worry with that sort of thing is uh, given the corrupt forces in the world that some of which we can see obviously some of which we speculate are there i mean how hard would it be to corrupt uh, a small group of mayors for example i mean it we would be subject to the same forces but that's just human nature yeah if people people are corruptible yeah i suppose i, I do like the idea of getting people to think uh, how to solve things in their immediate community yeah. first rather than call up the federal government to run my life for me Right. Okay. Uh, Sugoi. Sugoi, you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to say that I think all black people should get the vax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sardonic laugh. Wow. Um, this is okay. Yeah. Everybody's uh, got opinions today. Just yeah, letting it all um, hang out. Okay, go for it. This is, my, this is this is my second time calling in. I'm very nervous. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Oh. Um, my 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 uh, I guess my question or statement to both. I think it's a question. Yeah. What do you think is the next step in human evolution? If let's say our way of thinking or ideology came into fruition like tomorrow, would it just be like medical and technological advancements? Maybe. Although I think that people have a if you stop messing with gender roles and the welfare state doesn't exist, I think that what happens naturally is a eugenic process. Um, you know, hot women want to mate with successful, smart, handsome men. And then they have beautiful children that are also successful in society. What we have going on right now is dysgenic uh, because ugly, fat women can have a one night stand with a hot guy and get pregnant and be single moms to a series of children. 
and then everything that's going on in the ghetto and stuff. We have a dysgenic evolutionary process. So naturally, I think we have a eugenic thing if we would just stop messing with everything. And then, of course, the scientific advancements. I think that we're going to have implants of sorts. I mean, I'm not doing any of that shit, but I'm sure that's coming hmm. in our lifetimes, probably. Matt? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I, it's a weird thing to think about because survival, uh, survival of the fittest is supposed to be what guides that sort of thing, but you don't have to be fit to survive. You can be woefully unfit to survive. So what sort of, uh, genetic selection is going to be happening, uh, yeah. going forward? I, yeah, I would, I would worry that, well, I don't know. <laughs> are we going to become like advanced, uh, cyborgs with chips or are we going to become like, because so much our limbs aren't even necessary for survival anymore. Are we just going to become blobs in chairs? Are we just going to become like fat sacks of crap with brain matter on the top? I don't know. It's interesting to think about. That is uh, already happening. Though. Yeah, we're we're halfway there probably. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't thought that much about it. Have you put thought to that? What what your expectations are? Yeah. I, most people say, yeah, it's just uh, whenever I ask people, what would be the next step in human evolution if uh, – there was world world peace all of a sudden tomorrow yeah and people just i guess we would just have like technological and uh, medical advancement it sounds kind of boring to be honest we would just uh, our next aspiration as human beings was, would be just to go to mars and discover other galaxies and stuff or what we're never gonna have world peace though oh, i'm just saying just like just a just a hypothetical like if it were to happen what would be the next step and you know on earth what would what would, would be the next challenge to overcome yeah yes. I don't know that we would have um, we would have evolutionary problems if there were peace, because in war anymore, at least, it's not like the the best and strongest groups are are winning. Do you think human beings are prone to war? Because I feel like if we had a utopia world peace right now, people would like maybe a century from now there would be a lot of depression, boredom, and then people will start rioting against the state, and yeah. there will be war again. Are we just fucked as human beings? Just, just no, endless like hatred. I think and- that we you know we have bloodlust. The perfect situation is to have world peace, but then to keep gladiator fighting going in every single country, so that we can just watch people get eaten alive and then satisfy that primal part of <laughs> our our urges while still not having to fight in uh, pointless foreign wars. <laughs> All right, um, final thought for me, man. If you want it. Uh, I think blonde. You look pretty hot on Super Bowl night. <laughs> oh, what was Super Bowl night? Yeah, I can't remember uh, why Super Bowl night. Yeah, it was Sunday. You were you guys were really late that day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> All right. Oh, thank you. Fair I don't remember what I was wearing. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Okay, Jennifer is up next. You there, Jennifer? Hello. Jennifer, is the, uh, am I at liberty to ask you if you are timestamp, Jennifer? I am timestamp, Jennifer. Well, thank, hey, thank you. Hey, girl. Um, you're I the know best. People, and I actually have to get in touch with you because I don't know what's going to happen with Sunday's stream. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. We'll but, uh, but thank you. Jennifer I, I is the tits, everybody. Thank you on behalf <laughs> of the community for doing that. I know people really appreciate it. So, Yeah, of course. I think I forget, it was like, a, I think a year ago, um, I saw a comment after the podcast someone was asking for timestamps yeah i'm like hey i can do that so yeah it's one of those things that i just don't have the time to do myself and i, I greatly appreciate yeah. that you do it yeah of course um 
And I'm I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Longtime listener, longtime fan, first time caller. Well, thank um, you. And uh, blonde, I do have to say that you don't make fun of Indians enough. So please give us your best. <laughs> Are you Indian? I am. I don't make fun of Indians enough. I don't know. No, no, you don't. Not at all. So mm. keep it coming. Okay, um, give it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have do you have good lines <laughs> or good jokes? I don't, oh. but like, I mean, what am I even supposed to say? I mean, uh, there are a billion of you. I mean, I don't, what am, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, if we ever come up in the news, I mean, you're free to pull out all the stereotypes I'm giving you the Indian pass. Is nobody um, going to make a starving dog joke here? C- come on. <laughs> you know what? Indian dogs need love. I know. They this do. Is true. Yeah. Yeah. The um, only thing I, that I know that's derogatory mm-hmm. about Indian people is that Indian men have the world's smallest penis size on average. Really? Really? Yes. Even smaller than the Chinese, the Japanese, all the all of the Asians, Indians. Um, okay. I might have to <laughs> reference. Not. Well. Okay. Actually, I, uh, I will bring up something vaguely related later. I did want to. Uh, <laughs> Someone okay, so I think someone earlier was calling and reading that passage from the Bible about circumcision. Right. Yeah. Um, I am Christian. I did want to clarify a little bit. Hmm. So the between the old and the new testament with the New Testament, Jesus like I'm totally simplifying it, but you know, Jesus came to um to save the Gentiles and the Jews, and specifically the Jews from having to do all of those rituals to be saved and to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um so that's and I think you know, I think people need to keep in mind when they read the Bible, the Bible was written um, for us, but not to us. So it's like that, that cultural, yeah, that cultural answer that Jesus came to fulfill and to save right. everyone. Um, so yeah, I know, like, with, with reading the Bible, it can be really confusing in the Old Testament, and you read all these things, but just to have to remember that Jesus is coming to free free people from having to do all the ritual. And as long as you believe in him, you know, you can go to heaven and blah, blah, blah. That's very so, helpful. And my friend that's um really well-schooled in the Bible was talking to me the other day because I just started reading it. And she said, you know, always keep in mind to whom Jesus is speaking, because it, it, not everything you read is going to be applicable to you right. as an individual. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, before you read the Bible, um, you know, and if you are a believer, you know, you have to pray and invite the Holy Spirit into your heart. And for clarification, because you're going to read it, you're going to get confused. It's always good to have like good pastors and friends who know the Bible around you if you have questions. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, what I was calling about was I wanted to get your advice as uh, two white people. <laughs> um, <What>? Okay. <laughs> So I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I am Indian. I um, was, I am, and then I was raised in California, but I have parents from India who are culturally very Indian. Uh-huh. And so marriage and relationships has always been a really difficult thing. Um, and also with being a Christian, because it says to honor your parents. And I know there's a distinction between that and obeying your parents and the interpretation of that. So for me, they want me to marry an Indian guy who's like, a doctor has some sort of good job and <laughs> yeah um but the thing is is like there aren't that many like and i'm i'm christian so they want an indian christian but they're those like they don't exist where mm. i live there aren't any 
And so, like, I see my mom, like, on Indian dating websites and, like, trying to find me a, a guy who's even in India. And she's like, oh, he can wow. come here. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And, yeah. and I told her, like, I don't want to do that. I want to meet a guy here. I want to meet him in a church. I want him to be in my life. Yeah. But I, at the same time, like, I am so hesitant about dating because I don't, I feel so bad about bringing a guy into this kind of situation where my parents are just going to be absolute jerks to him. Yeah. So like, I haven't. This is rough. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't dated in like eight years. Like the last boyfriend I had was like early, like my first year of college. And I didn't Uh tell my parents for like a year and a half. And when I told them, they made me break up with him. Made you? Oh my God. How did they make you? They called him and they told him to never talk to me again. And <gasps> how old were you at the time? Twenty. Okay. Wow. Okay. Dude, um, Indian parents are not fucking around. That's Damn. a tough spot. I mean, I, yeah, I if if it was me, I would be pushing back strongly on my parents. But I understand where you're coming from. That you don't you don't necessarily want to dishonor, or disobey, disrespect, whatever. Right. If but, you um, married a white guy, do you think that they would not recognize your children and they would cut you out of the family? No, I don't. I don't think that would be the case. I think if if children came, um, obviously, I, and I want kids, I think they would come around. And honestly, I think they would come around. It would just take a guy who's willing to stay. I'm just so fearful about like meeting a guy, and then it's like like I have to tell him up front that my parents are crazy. <laughs> Uh, well, I think they're pretty maybe. typical. This is pretty typical for for Indians. All of my Indian friends married other Indians. Every yeah. every mm. single one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, yeah. I yeah. really I take what I have to say with a grain of salt because I'm not in this situation. But I I think you probably got to stick up for yourself a little bit against your parents in a in a in a respectful way. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know, don't tell them to stick it, but. But I if think, she marries a white guy, like they might recognize her children, but they're never really going to forgive her. Well, then is that on her? Or is that on them? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they did move you to America. Yeah. That's the other thing. Well, so like if yeah. they cared that much about Indian tradition, shouldn't they have just stayed there? Yeah, it's so remarkable to me how they've been here for more than half, like what, 70% of their lives. And there's just certain, like, and they love, they love America. They love Trump, but there's certain aspects of American culture. They're just like, that they like completely dismiss. And one thing is about like interracial marriage or, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to do. Cause like, I am, I am, I am a visually Indian, but everything on the inside is pretty American or like white, I guess. Hmm. Um, the only thing I have embraced with India is like food. But other than that, I don't like the culture. <laughs> so um, the food yeah, is delicious. Well, we didn't even ask yeah. you, but like who well, are you attracted mostly to white guys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's that then. If you don't want to bang Indian guys, then you can't marry somebody <laughs> you don't want to bang. And that's it. That is some solid logic. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, yeah. I'm pretty squarely in your corner on this one. I think you got to. I think you got to stick up for yourself a little bit and um, I have to marry a white guy. Yeah. And I think you're, I don't know your parents. I don't necessarily know the culture, but I would be willing to bet that they'll, they'll come around at least to, to be supportive of you. I would hope as any good parent would. Yeah. I think my, my, the thing that I'm most fearful of is finding a guy who will stick around. Uh, you might be surprised though. Uh, as we talk about frequently on this show, uh, if you talk about all the important stuff straight up, 
Um, even mm-hmm. my wife and I, we talked about quirks of our families like very, Ryan. very soon. And nobody's family is perfect. There is no such thing as a family that doesn't have its oddities, uh, mine yeah. included, you know, and, and hers included. So I don't, I, I really, if the other thing I would say to you is don't be afraid of scaring someone away with honesty. In fact, usually yeah. that's mm-hmm. like, if, if, if it works right away, uh, it, that's the person that you're supposed to be with anyway. You don't want to hide that. What if you found an Indian guy that you were attracted to that was in a similar situation? All of the ones in my like immediate area, I am related to. So, whoa, uh, Mm. yeah, they're all my cousins. So like they're (laughs) on it. Like to be honest, there really are no, there aren't Indian Christians in my area. Or I can you move? Um. I well, I help run a business here, and it's not something I can really leave. And I'm going to yeah. school, so we, maybe in a few years. But we will have um, to uh, wrap up the call. I hate to leave you. Yeah, man, but, um, I'm bummed no, out. Fine. That that really sucks. I hope we helped a little bit. Yeah, I I, I think yeah. I I think you should uh, be confident in finding your own way a little bit on this, and uh, see if you can nudge your parents along. I, I hope that yeah. you'll be successful in whatever you choose. Yep. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You as well. Bye. Bye. Wow. Damn, Interesting. man. Okay. Like, here's all this advice about something I know literally nothing about. Uh, we have not had th- that's a unique call. We have not had the uh, stubborn Indian parents phone call. Man, yet. that sucks, though. That that sucks so much. Uh, okay, let me uh, get through a few super chats over on Tippy Stream. We'll get right back into the calls. Thanks for patience, guys. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Sugoi says, uh, Rebecca, please have Trovo.live slash roundbot on the show. I don't know who that is, but uh, you, you're no, always welcome I'm, to send us links if you like. I don't know who that is. With the, oh, I'm going to have this random person on the show. God, God, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Josh and Jesus says, this one's for both of you. Why do you think there's no dangerous white neighborhoods left? There used to be a bunch like uh, Southie in Boston and a bunch in New York, but they don't exist anymore. I, I guess... Um, I don't know the the numbers on that. Are there just no uh, like white neighborhoods that are particularly crime ridden? That cannot be true. I know there are a lot of high poverty white areas. I just don't know what the crime stats are. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go traipsing around Appalachia. Do you? I've, I just have no idea. Uh, if I were to take the premise as true that that's not a that's not a thing. Um, I don't know. Those are spicy questions. That's uh, certainly Susan doesn't allow you to answer. But this is the this is the age old question. To get serious on the point, if you want to talk about why crime crime rates are the way that they are across races, you have to confront that truth and explain why that is why it is. And uh, people will point to environmental factors, and people will point to some sort of uh, I don't know uh, biologically driven factor. I suppose you could say. I can't claim to be an expert on that, but. The reality is what it is, and there are significant differences across those lines. What would this show be like if we weren't on YouTube? Like, how far would I have gone? <laughs> it probably is like a good, a little bit of a good check, and I don't say that as like any kind of pro censorship thing. But if there's any silver lining, it does force us to be really exact with our words. Well, you know, I need people <laughs> to keep me in check. If it wasn't for you and my husband, I, I don't. God help me. Well, my mom used to be the one she used to be like, listen, Rebecca, you've gone too far. And now she's now she calls you a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, and it goes both ways. You know, if uh, if I didn't have people sounding the alarm, I might end up as the in the as the uh, dog in the house saying uh, house on fire saying this is fine. You know, that might be me. <laughs> this is fine as long as it's a private company fine. or this is, <laughs> as long as it's a private yeah. fire and all parties consented to it uh, there's no problem yeah, here it's okay just your standard rwds says if the atf starts rating people uh due to tomorrow's executive infringement do you think it would be worth submitting to arrest and hope your case goes to scotus and get acquitted or is it morally okay to fight the raid because scotus won't do shit well uh Mol- fight the raid, man. I would not advise anybody fight by themselves just because, listen, I have no problem with you if you decide to do that morally, because what they're talking about is the theft. We don't know what the we don't know what the uh, executive order is going to be tomorrow. But let's say that they're kicking down doors to confiscate property. Right. Okay? You're talking about the theft of your property. You're talking about the violation of the Second Amendment. I don't have a problem with a person who defends themselves from such sort of from from such aggression. But I, I do think you need to be wise about your tactical choices. I don't think yeah. that you're likely to win such a standoff. And I do think that you're probably likely to die in that sort of effort. So, right. I mean, just hope that you're one of the people at the end that, that they've already done this to like tons of people already. So at least that we've you've amassed some sort of if you see this happening. Maybe. Yeah. You need to start networking and you need to know yeah. your neighbors and you need to know that you are all prepared to defend each other. That that's right. the serious exactly. answer. Uh, so we'll see. I, I, I rumor is they're just going to do ghost guns tomorrow. Like you can't, you better put a serial number on your 3d printed gun. Okay. Yeah, good yeah, good totally. for you. We'll see what uh, comes out tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll talk about it on Sunday. We have lots of people contributing ice cream and lemons over on D live. We appreciate you guys. And over on Trovo, uh, let's see. Long dong. John <laughs> says, is it just me or is, is racist blonde funnier and hotter? <laughs> As I'm like rubbing my eye, like, there's oh, something so other. Fine. So there's, fine, there's, gentlemen. Is there something other than racist blonde? I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not actually racist. Is the is the thing about this? I um, think that you actually If I were to defend your perspective, I would say that you actually do apply. Well, unless you're, ex- except for when you're saying that white people jogging, looking at construction sites, is totally normal. You mostly do apply the same standards. Uh, across races, I, I would say that that you, you I think you just believe that. Well, I don't know. I'll let you speak for yourself, but I actually don't think you're as unfair as you sometimes might come off as. Right. And I, <clears throat> I actually don't believe in, in white superiority. I think that each race um, has aspects that are superior to other races. Like uh, I wouldn't want to be in a war in Africa. That's for sure. I'd get macheted real fast, you know, <laughs> and in terms of raw intelligence, I mean, you, you can't beat the Asians and Jews, Ashkenazi Jews have the highest average IQ of any people in the world. Um, so, you know, but, but combination, intelligence, ingenuity, uh, you, you really can't beat Western, Northern, Southern Europeans. Hmm. Well, there you have it. The definitive ranking, I suppose you'll only get it when we're banned on YouTube. Yeah. No, and I think I think to the extent that you are more racially insular or, or than I am, it's a fair statement to make. I, I I I would say that you would defend everybody's ability to do that, like to the yeah, extent that you consider racial identity more important than someone like me. I don't think that you would sit there and lecture a black person for having the same sort of uh, 
racial identity views that you may have or somebody else? Of course not. This yeah. is why I um, like love black identitarians, hmm. especially the ones that hate Muslims. I think it's so funny. Or that, uh, <laughs> never mind, not Muslims. <laughs> I, I almost went too far on this on this channel. Um, I think it's really funny, and I think that you trying to um, dispel tribalism is an impossible task for hmm. almost anybody. This the only the, reason we didn't think about it is because we lived in, you know, mixed European America. The thing that drives me nuts is not necessarily whether I agree with the racial identity views or not. What drives me nuts is telling white people that they are the scum of the earth if they have yeah. a shade of that. Yet we are supposed to listen to all sorts of black nationalist groups or Asian identity groups or anything, any sort of. Uh, racial identity organization is fine as long as it is not a white one. Now, right. of course, I'm not a big racial identity guy. I wouldn't be likely to join any of those groups regardless, but I am a big fairness and equal principles guy. And that's what drives me nuts is uh, is the lack, yeah. is this is the singling it's, out of white people on that exactly, standard. Yeah. And the thing about this is if, if there were white nationalist groups and people could openly be white, white nationalists, I would not be. <laughs> which may surprise people. I would not be uh, because I don't even really believe in this concept of whiteness. Like if you look across Europe, if you look at an Italian, those damn dirty Irish would be in there versus <laughs> the Irish or anything. There's so much genetic that you can differentiate so much genetically. Plus, it's like, I can't call all of these people white. They're not, they have unique cultures. How are you going to hang out with us? Scandos like it, the right. passive aggressiveness and the politeness is just going to wear you down. It, the whole thing is preposterous, like saying that I'm exactly the same thing as a Greek person or that yeah. you are as a Southern Italian. It's fucking retarded. It's like white. What does that even mean? We got to check the whole thing. I'm way behind on calls. Actually, we and we do. Do we have a pretty light question load tonight? It looked kind it's of not light. so bad. OK, we might be able to take a couple extra calls. And um, God, I, uh, like anyway, of them or something. San, Sandro Dan Selmy. Oh man, you butchered that. It's, so hey, sorry. how's it going? <laughs> I don't, you tell me how to pronounce it. I have no idea. It's a uh, Sandra and Selma. Yeah. All right, go for it. That's not, it wasn't um, that far off. Yeah, I just no, said it you're, slowly. You're good. Um, yeah, yeah, well, I, this is kind of awesome. I mean, you guys are off YouTube now, so this but this is my first time calling. I've been listening to you, Matt, since uh, I think the whole like Nicole Arbor. That's Young a Kirk long time. Scenario. Damn. Yeah, thank you for yeah, sticking around. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 been oh, it's been a while. Um, just off and on, I don't really listen live much. Though. Yeah, but yeah, um, two things. I don't know. I have two different topics. Um, if uh, take your you pick. pick, or if you want okay, us to well, pick, go for it. Yeah, if you, you guys want to talk about Hegel and critical theory, or sort of your modern, like the modern notion of rights, and so or okay. not modern, but more enlightenment kind of. Okay. Um, I always want to talk about enlightenment values. Or, or okay, what's, yeah. what's the other option? Um, Hegel and the roots of critical theory in 17th, oh. 18th century. German I don't even philosophy. know what that is. So, um, Hegel, he was, um, he was a German philosopher. Who, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, pretty much. I, I, I think, uh, laid out sort of the entire fundamental understanding of human nature that is the basis of critical theory and sort of modern wokeism and i'm talking okay about interesting well yeah. let's um, let's talk rights though let's talk rights i think okay, i might, I, I might, I might uh, be so, more familiar 
Yeah, so um, when it comes to sort of, especially if you're looking at it in like a teleological view of rights, so do rights have an end? Mm-hmm. Um, you And I don't want to be like, you know, putting words in your mouth, but over the years you seem to present the purpose of government and the purpose of the state is um, to protect is to protect rights for the sake of themselves yeah I mean, and that's, that's fair yeah you, you think that's fair okay um but like I, that kind of seems silly because right, rights aren't an end in and of themselves so w- when you have a, a right is the ability to do a thing you can say right so uh, kind of or or, or the purpose how would you describe that because if you have the right to bear arms right that's saying you know you yeah. can then bear arms. It's I suppose or, that's that's pretty fair. Uh, negative rights, I think of broadly, is just uh, just the idea of being left alone. But being left mm-hmm. alone to do things is a fair uh, extrapolation, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I, I can't. I just can't. Pers- maybe it's just the way I look at things. Um, you know, if you would say that. I guess I just have a teleological view of the world in the sense well, that what do you mean when you say that? With a purpose. Can you define that? So teleological means that things have ends. Uh-huh. So thing and things are defined by their end. So if if you say like you know you you have a, you have a knife and the knife is bad at cutting stuff, it's a kind of crap knife, right? Yeah. Um. So that that sort of like there is purpose for why the knife exists, and you can misuse right. that knife if you're like using it like a fork. That's not the purpose of the knife. Yeah. So in the same way with with rights, if rights are um, sort of, I guess metaphysically they seem to be a um, some metaphysical possession that uh, um, that grants a means to an end. Well, I actually so think that that the knife analogy holds because if you grant that a knife has a purpose, and mm-hmm. there are certain things that you do to the knife or that the knife maybe does to fulfill that purpose, that's the same way that you look at human beings. If you grant the premise yeah. that human beings have a purpose, that they exist here for a reason, mm-hmm. which I do because I think, one, I think it's evident, but two, I think it's the, the fundamental basis for all morality, that that rights are what acknowledges that purpose and indeed allows that, that purpose to be fulfilled. That's what I would say. So I, I think the yeah, end so that you're talking that, about is actually point. there. Well, that's my point. But you see how, how the rights aren't, the rights are the, the way in which you get to an end. The, yeah, well, the, the rights are the rights the, are guiding. Right, the, the rights are pursuant to a purpose. The purpose is the basis of the rights. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, with that, you sort of have this purpose that the rights lead you to, or or mm-hmm. allow you to attain. Yeah. Um, and when you say that government is instituted solely in the end of government is in rights. That's saying that the end of government is merely in, in a means and not in what the, in the purpose that the rights are trying to attain. Right. So uh, this, I'm not sure I follow you on that one. So, um, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well pretty, yeah. So pretty much if the, if the, you have this end purpose that the rights are aimed at, mm-hmm. right. And you have the, the so then you, I don't think it's proper to say that the government, that the government's end is in the rights rather than the purpose for which they're establishing the rights by. Uh, yeah, but I, well, yeah, but I, I, I don't think I would argue that point. The rights exist to protect the purpose. The government exists to protect the rights. You, you wouldn't say that the government has any impact on or doesn't have any interest in the purpose of it. So that purpose that the rights are supporting, 
I would say is the ultimate end of what the government's trying to do. Uh, right? Sure. So I, I, I guess, I, guess I don't understand where rights for rights sake. I do, yeah, I don't, right. I don't see where the disagreement is. I don't see the distinction. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, so in, I guess with that distinction, you say that like there is a purpose of government outside, outside of rights and that rights are a, sort of a mode to the, or rights are, are the way by which the government can attain that purpose. So like, I don't know, like if you look, think of it in like a Thomistic way, he would say there's a common good and then there's, there's laws that are passed to preserve and uphold that common good. And I think when this is a problem I'm seeing a lot in conservative thought. It's just, we say rights are this end and what you do with them doesn't really matter. No, I'm when right. in reality, it seems, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that, but I don't know a lot of people who would agree with that. Maybe like purist libertarians who say that, you know, freedom is the ultimate good and how freedom is exercised is of no meaning or consequence. Yeah, well, it's it's not necessarily the exercise of freedom, but it's it's more just like, I don't know, I, th I think it, it's just something I'm running into a lot and sort of sure. conservative Republicanish sure. idea yeah. that they're only defending rights and then they have no real under like even just the right to bear arms. You can have a gun and then if you don't support any of the and you you probably you understand this, if you don't support any of the sort of uses of that right, then the right itself doesn't really exist. And there's sort of and same with free speech, right? Um if we support this right to free speech, but then we don't allow you to say anything anywhere. Like it, it doesn't, it just logically doesn't make sense. Yeah, so sure. whenever, whenever you have, you know, Republicans or conservatives in order with the whole like private business or, um, I don't know, in any of the modern or not modern, but contemporary discourses on rights and stuff. Sure. It seems right. just then. We got to let but you yeah. go. But thank you for the thoughts. I appreciate it. Yeah. Also last word. I'd, Real I quick. Take too long. Uh, with the covenants in the Old Testament, if you look at covenant as a promise that then like can be fulfilled and end. So like if I make a promise that I'm going to get off the channel and then I get off your channel, I fulfilled the promise then I can make a new promise. Okay. Right? <laughs> All right. So the Old Testament covenants were fulfilled and the New Testament covenants were just oh, later. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. Anyway, we're uh, talking to you guys. Man. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, UM is up next. You have me there. Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, hey. Uh, well, actually, oddly enough, I've just been listening in on that last caller, and I've been trying to call in to speak to Blonde for a little while. Okay. He kind of piggybacks off what the last guy was saying. Sure. I think you've got the 19th backwards. What? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> in voting is not i can't hear blonde at all i haven't said anything that's she's right. so shocked yeah <laughs> so can you really not hear me no i can oh okay sorry uh the 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 thing about the 19th is that it's not a cause of our problems it's a symptom it's 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 kind of back ways round it you know what your last caller was talking about that we don't really have a unified a unified vision in America of what the government is for right and therefore we tend to latch on to the actual mechanisms saying that oh well representation is not there to ensure that we don't make laws that mess up our society representation so what, is an end what predated that um that that makes it causal 
or not causal rather uh well okay so it's about the actual conceptualization that americans have of what the government does like romans never had any female leaders because they never would have assumed they assumed the government was there to support the military right. therefore women are not going to be involved in ancient military stuff so there's no need to have women represented in the government yeah and the, you know everything flows based on what is the government there to do it's there to support mm. the military so it's the founding principles or the perception of the founding principles yeah because unfortunately that's the way that everything right we don't have we tried to build a system that was too flexible Right. too adaptable so that as the American empire expanded, we could accommodate new people coming in. It was a nice experiment, but ultimately what winds up happening is that you lose a common purpose. And then all the institutions, you wind up filling in purpose based on kind of the mechanisms that we left in place. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. I don't disagree. Huh? Hooray. That was <laughs> what I had, had been trying to call in for a couple of months to, how far this show has come where we're talking about the philosophical underpinnings of why the 19th is bad as opposed to just. Right, right. <laughs> and, well, that's true. I mean, uh, Romans would never would have even entertained this. Huh. They would be like, women vote. Why? I mean, what? Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree. Yes, I, it would have things started going wrong long before. They have suffered. a unified idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right, dude. Precisely. Okay. Thank well, you. thank you. Yeah. Thanks no. for the call. And I appreciate everything that both of y'all do. And oh, I'm thank really you. sorry about the whole YouTube thing. Oh, hey, okay. we're, we're going to be just fine because we have such a great community, yourself yeah, included. Totally. So thank you for keeping us on the air. And thanks for giving us your thoughts. Well, thanks. Y'all have, have a great night. night. Bye. I bet that way went way better than he expected. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Maul is up next. Okay, all right. Now. Maul, you there? Yes, I am. What's, uh, what's quick, quick thing. Uh, Dangerous Spaces said that he can pull in a couple if you're willing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I just didn't know if he could hear me, but I figured toward the bottom of the hour, um, I would get, I would just have a quick chat with him, and we can have some more. But uh, um, we'll worry about that after your call. Here, we might be able to pull a couple more people in. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, so I was watching the Temple IRL podcast yesterday. Uh -huh. And funny thing, because he was uh, he was interviewing the redhead Rotary. Did y'all see that? I have not. I I am loosely familiar with her, not a lot, but I, I haven't listened to that. Redhead Libertarian. Who would well, name their political channel after the color of their hair? What a dumb <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not in any way controlling of who they name. Well, the thing is, is that they brought up something very interesting. And uh -huh. it was something that I was um, that that I wanted to bring to y'all. So to bring up to y'all. So you know the one thing that's preventing the federal government from from mandating vaccine passports. Preventing the government from mandating yes. them. Yes. Are we talking like on principle, or is there just some logistical There's reason? There's a court case. Oh, is there? I didn't know. Okay. Mm. Uh, what's the court case? It's called Roe v. Wade. What? Why? Uh, Roe v. Wade is supposed to uh, prevent the is supposed to protect uh, medical privacy, and because oh, the right of to that privacy, right, yeah, okay. Well, and the is right to based on Roe v. Wade. 
Um, um I don't know if it's not sure. Well, um, but the thing about Ro- this is interesting. This is very interesting because the right to privacy as conceived in Roe v. Wade is absolutely invented out of thin air. Yeah, it, it doesn't ne- it doesn't really have a constitutional basis. But beyond that, the idea that the right to privacy magically includes an abortion uh, yeah. is also invented out of thin air. But yeah. but to the point that you're making, if Roe v. Wade is gospel to and it is to half the country, the right to privacy is is the basis for the decision. So to honor the decision, you really could not do this vaccine passport thing because it would be a similar invasion into health privacy. You're 100 percent right. right. Yeah. And it's a very good way mm. to just blow the minds of all the uh, of all the people who, who took Roe v. Wade as gospel. It's just like, hey, so yeah, you want these vaccine passports? Guess what? Roe v. Wade stops that. And yeah. it just, it just mm. watched, their, watched them era 404. Well, and I want to know, <laughs> what do they pick then? What, are they, what is it? Are we going to... Uh... Do you want to do? Do you want to get rid of every way to, to keep yeah. the vaccine passports, but to let abortions be regulated? And, or... and that's an interesting. That's an interesting question for me and us. Would you take the? Would you take Roe v. Wade being struck down, but you have to deal with vaccine passports as a consequence? Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> would you take the stab for the about to be aborted babies? Yeah, I would. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, there was a number of things that really interested me, but I hate that term. I hate that your uh, it was so stupid how they told you that your stream was have violated uh have violated. Oh, we'll um, get into it on Sunday. Yeah, we still don't so know stung. exactly why, but uh, but yeah, you can't say that this show cures coronavirus. You can't say that. Uh, oh, uh, I want. I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could invent name Voldemort. No, I don't know. Do I, 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 now you can't. You're talking about Eric Charmella? Yes. Yo, you 100% can on these platforms. Oh, yeah. And I think you can on YouTube now, too. Eric you just couldn't, Charmella. Yeah, you yeah, just couldn't. Eric then. Charmella, Eric Charmella is yeah. the whistleblower. I, I screwed that up. Get it all out of Yeah, we heads on pikes and uh, you know, coronavirus is fake. And Eric Charmella is the whistleblower's name. Just get it all out of here. Yes, yeah. it's it's so dumb. I'm so I'm so done with this. I'm so yeah. done with the mask. Um, well, I'm glad I live in Texas. They got rid of the mask mandate, which I love your video about the whole um the the mask man- the getting rid of all of the mandates and stuff. End up lower, having a lower case value. And oh well, thank you, Doctor Fauci really talked like that. about that. We'll talk about it on Sunday because Doctor Fauci tried to wrap his mind around how such a thing is possible. And surprise, surprise, you still got to wear your mask. I can't believe it. That but, is so dumb. I hate yeah. that. Anyway, <laughs> well, thank you for the thoughts, man. I had not thought about the right to privacy as a constitutional principle and how that applies to the vaccine passport. So thank you for the yeah. thoughts. Sure, sure. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Okay. Okay. I think we could probably do what two more. We're at the bottom of the hour, but yeah. Okay. Let me uh, pull. I'm going to pull dangerous spaces in here real quickly. Uh, Dangerous spaces. You there? Hello. We are. I just wanted to see if we could do two more callers. So I see for the Republic is ready to go. And then could we get one more after that? Yeah, no, that's fine. All right. Thank you, man. Um, no, I, I was did a, bit, you want, a bit concerned. I'm like, hang on, did you mean to bring me in? Yeah, because I, I, there's no other way to talk to you. So I know it's awful. <laughs> we have to see. You know what, callers? If you can think of an easier way to do this, let us know. But I don't know if there really will be. Yeah, I guess I could probably just like message you through DMs or something. But who cares? Yeah. People like to hear and, your and, nice Aussie voice. So I we know it it's this so way. pleasant. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, I'll let you get back to callers. I'll go find right. the next person on the list. All right, 
Thank you, man. No worries. He and uh, that Indian chick are doing a real bang up job. I, I, yeah, they uh, they are the first. Um, you you wouldn't be able to call them employees because it's not we're not doing like a. We're close though. But it, they're <laughs> contractors of the show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and yeah, that's that's cool. I and I hope that maybe we can have some more opportunities. The things I think about, like the the things that might be, had Susan never meddled with all yeah. of it. You know, who knows what things could Dumb be, and who bitch. knows what opportunities yeah. might exist for people beyond us. It sucks, <sighs> but anyway, um, for the Republic, you there? You know, Matt, there I was having a good conversation with Dangerous Spaces, and you just rip him away from me. He has a yeah. job to do. He, like I, I said, know. he's and an he's, employee. He's our he's slave. On the, he's job. on the clock. Our he's white doing a slave. Fantastic job. Yeah, he is. And actually, I'm asking him to work a little beyond his agreement right now because uh, he, I, you know, I told him 90 minutes a night, and he's beyond that now. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's worth every uh, penny, so to speak. It has but, worked uh, out. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad he was willing to do that. So uh, first off, Matt, uh, just want to congratulate you and Mrs. Christensen on the impending parenthood. Appreciate it. We are very much looking forward to it. We got our next appointment on Monday, although we won't learn the gender for another month. Okay. Well, good. Hope everything uh, goes well. I'll uh, toss in a couple prayers for you guys. Well, thank you. Um, secondly, just to double check here quick, you have not yet heard any details on Biden's executive orders for tomorrow. All I've seen is that it sources say it's going to be on ghost guns. That's all I've seen. Okay. So I've got some info of that, uh, courtesy okay. of, I know a fat guy on okay. the general discord. Chat He's room. been pretty reliable source on many things in the past. So, <laughs> um, but before I get into that, I just wanted to give you one quick, uh, anecdote that I thought I'd share with you since you're going to be a father soon. Okay. So, uh, the first is that my uh, so my grandfather was a veteran, uh-huh. and he firmly believed that all Americans and all men in general should own and know how to properly use a firearm. Yep. So the story goes is that when uh, he found out that my parents were expecting, he went out and he picked out a rifle for me. Mm. So my very first gift in this world, aside from my very life, was a rifle given to me before I was even born. Very cool. It was a, uh, it's a, it's a Marlin 22 semi-auto tube fed. Oh, cool. Uh, it holds, holds 16 rounds there in that tube. Yeah. How old were you and, when you started shooting or when you got to use it? Oh, I was, I, I, I can't, I can't remember exactly when, but I, I was pretty young. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, and, and that, and that's the thing they all that the reason I brought this up is, is that gift was so much more than just a simple rifle. You yeah, know, yeah. It was a it was a gift of responsibility, accountability, yeah. uh, philosophy, character and everything. And, and so much more that I never even realized until I was older and my grandfather was gone. Hmm. And that rifle means so much to me now. And it's one of the few items that I will never give away, save to maybe a child of my own one day. Yeah. And yeah, so, that's really you know, cool. just, like I said, so I'm just bringing this up to, yeah, I'll say maybe keep some like gifts like that in mind. Well, we were you know, we were at a shop. Year. We were traveling on Saturday. We stopped at a gun shop on I ninety between uh, between our house and where we had to go. This kind of hole in the wall, ah, just like this oddball place out in the middle of nowhere, and a really cool yeah. gun shop actually. And I was looking through it. And I'm kind of kicking myself now because had I had we had this call last week, maybe I would have done it. But they had uh, just the most adorable tiny 22 bolt action rifles with American flag <laughs> stock. 
Yes. And it, you know, nice. it wouldn't be the gift that maybe you'd cherish as an adult in the way that you're talking, but I thought, <laughs> my God, if I could, I, I would wait for a child to be of appropriate age before yeah. introducing them to firearms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but man, uh, what a cool little, what a cool little uh, gun they had there for, for to introduce, um, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, whenever you decide is the appropriate age for your kid, it, it was just an amazing uh, amazing set of guns they had in there but i could go back and get it maybe and maybe you're onto something you know yeah and- i mean you know it's, just, it's it, a gift that your child can grow into and mature with and appreciate yeah. more as they get old yeah um like a, a, another example of mine would be uh, a leatherman that my father gave sure me. you know it's it's part of my everyday carry i i always keep it with me and every time i you know use it i think you know you know my the reason i have this is my father and uh, and all the skills that he is you know, given me and trained me and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah, you're right. Just, I should put some, I should put some thought to that. That's a really cool. So idea. yeah, just, and just thought I'd mention that, but uh, the other, um, the other idea I've heard uh, that I'm, that I think is awesome. I, I heard from a podcaster, totally non-political, totally different topic, but for his daughter, he would write her a letter every year about all the things that they did and all the ways he watched her develop in the last year to be given to her on her 18th birthday. Which I thought is very cool. Uh, If I if I could remember to do that, he'd write it each year on her birthday. He would write her a letter and and deliver the collection later. Something like that, I think, would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, just just some food for that there. Thank you, man. uh, Yeah, those are those are all great ideas, and I should uh, I should put some I should put some more thought to those sorts of things because that's really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you got. Just a little time here. I've got from this is uh, via breaking911.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here are the six initial uh, executive orders that okay. Biden will be introducing tomorrow. One, the Justice Department within 30 days will issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of ghost guns. <laughs> okay. So they're just going to, yeah, they're going to do away with 80% lowers and stuff, probably. Uh, they're going to issue a proposed rule, so yeah. uh, who knows what kind of backing that will have, or if anything will happen with it at all. Yeah. All I know proposed is that uh, okay. Yeah, all I know is that uh, you know the the cost of eighty percent are going to be going up even higher as of tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So two, the Justice Department within sixty days will issue a proposed rule to make clear. When a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively oh, turns shit. a pistol ah. into a oh, short barrel rifle subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act. Are you fucking oh, kidding no. me? And they So they are gonna in do the this. article and yep, and in the article they say the alleged shooter in the Boulder tragedy last I month knew it. appears to have used ah, a pistol I with a arm knew brace. It. I knew they were gonna do this. God yeah. damn. All right. Yep. What uh, are the other three. ones? We'll have to be quick. I'll, I'll reserve yeah. my reaction. Go for it. Okay. The Justice Department, within 60 days, will publish red flag legislation for states. Yeah, who gives a shit? They'd have to pass it. Four, the administration is investing in evidence-based community violence interventions. <sighs> okay. Five, the Justice Department will issue an annual report on firearms trafficking. Okay. And six, the president will nominate David Chapman to serve as director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I don't know who that is, but I thought you were going to say David Hogg, and there's no way it's that bad. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been... Yeah. All right. Well... Come on, man! Thank you for the update, and uh, I'll keep an eye out for that tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on Sunday. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Dude. 
We were going to make sure you don't have the wrong kind of plastic on the end of your gun. All right. Uh, Thar gets last call. Thar, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? I got a few uh, quick ones uh, just to fire off really quick. Sure. The in Minecraft meme is about um, in defense, kind of like you're defensively, Susan, right? Like the oh. video game, it's just that way. It's a hypothetical and not actually. Oh, know. I see. Like it happened in Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And, okay. Uh, also, to one really quick thing is the Sandro call talking about the rights and freedoms mm-hmm. uh, and what to what end that is. Um, Steven Crowder did a really good video about there's duties behind the rights. Like the freedom yeah. of speech is the right to speak the truth. Um, the right to bear arms is the right to use it, you know, appropriately and responsibly. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't shoot right. yourself in the foot. Yeah. yeah. With respect to what they are designed to protect, which is uh, humanity's purpose, survival, prosperity, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, the one, the reason why I was calling in is um, I wanted to talk about your call, the, the infamous call a couple of weeks ago um, about <laughs> okay. uh, the emotion or the spanking the kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like one, you handed that rat uh, legendarily, like, dude, you kept your calm, like you were pissed, but you kept your calm. <laughs> And well, I, I appreciated also, that. I appreciate that. I, I don't know if, if I could have handled it a little bit differently, I probably would have, but I appreciate the, the kind words. Oh yeah. You, you totally d- took it off. And what really got me going about that was you were talking about emotional pain and he blew it off. Like men don't experience mo- emotional pain. Hmm. Well, I would, I guess, and I don't want to be unfair to that caller and he has, um, he's, he's part of the community. He's, he's gotten in touch with me to explain what he meant. And I, I, I don't want to give the impression that he was being malicious or, or bad or anything like that. Sometimes you just, you're not communicating well with each other and you're not understanding each other. And I think this might've been that case. Okay. So with, with, with all due respect to the caller, what, what I don't understand about that take is the idea. Cause he used the words emotional manipulation. And uh, again, I want to say, I, I want to, emphasize that I'm not exactly clear what he means by that. So I don't mean to assign malice, but to me, I I just understand how emotional manipulation is automatically morally superior, but, but a little bit of physical discipline is the the worst moral sin of all time. I I just don't understand. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me and to dis to the point that you're making to dismiss the very real psychological pain or damage that you can inflict on a child with all sorts of manipulative measures. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse than physical pain. I'm open to that discussion, but I, I, yeah, I would not dismiss it as a non-factor. I think it's a very real factor. Oh, definitely. And um, I'm speaking from a personal experience. Uh, I am the son of a um, uh, bipolar or undiagnosed bipolar um, woman who was definitely a man hater. And, uh, my, um, the guy who I called dad, he's not my biological dad, but the guy who I called dad, like she compared me to him all the time because we have the same mannerisms and mm. she just beat the hell out of me and beat the hell out of, um, mm. uh, you know, degraded him a lot. And I disregard that. Uh, I'd like, I still feel the ramifications of the complete talking down and complete, you know, emotional, um, oppression that I got from it. I'm not, not saying that, you know, well, Vic, I'm a victim, blah, 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 blah. Sure. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to deal with it, but acknowledging that there is such thing as, you know, the, there's a, a more, more than just an emotional argument. And a bigger argument of that is that like men in general in society is crucified for being physically abusing to anyone in society. Uh-huh. 
but women who like just beat the hell vocally just beat the hell out of men and you know get so angry about you know like i don't know um just just emotionally degrade other people they don't get any ramifications yeah whatsoever. and i think i think for me as i think about this and trying to get a more clear perspective on it um I think one of the biggest factors in whether discipline is abusive or not is whether it's driven by emotion or not. It's going to be very important to me to have my children understand what the rules are, what the consequences are, and uh, have that to be a very, have it all be communicated very clearly. You know, if you're just sort of, if you're just very angry and lobbing punishments at children of a variety of types without any sort of clear reason why, or any understandable explanation to the child, some might be better than others, but, but discipline to me has to be clearly understood. And I, and I just, I'm skeptical that, you know, locking a kid in a room or using a whole bunch of incentive based structures that don't necessarily involve punishment as a discipline plan. I sometimes that some of that stuff just lacks clarity to me, but we'll see. I, I don't have well, if a, your I, child's young enough. We got to let you go. But if, yeah. if your child's young enough, they're not going to know why you're disciplining them anyway. Right. There, there has to be some reason component. There has to be, the, the child has to have some reason ability for discipline to be a factor beyond like, you know, uh, infant behavior that you're just trying to curb for the sake of them. You're trying to get them to stop biting you or whatever you're trying to do, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and I, I firmly believe in the the minimum force necessary, but not out of rage or anger in the moment. Uh, you got to think it through. You got to make sure that like, am, am I just having a bad day? Or it's got to be due process in child discipline, you know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and like the with the minimum force necessary, yelling yeah. at them if that doesn't work, you know, scolding that doesn't work, then it, it escalates up the chain and to the point of like, for example, and again, in my personal experience, um, I'm the kind of kid that I needed to get the shit kicked out of me, um, like beat with a belt in order to get the message across because I was mm. just stubborn no. when I was a kid. Uh, I, I'm. Maybe I have a I'm, hard time maybe, believing that getting beat with a belt helped form your character. That seems like a rationalization. There has yeah. to be a better parenting tactic than that. Maybe, but I was also raised by a bipolar man-hating woman. So that may be just yeah. a rationalization for the uh, abuse about, that I Okay, would, I if we can see. blame it on a crazy lady, are you on board with belt beatings, Blonde? No, <laughs> never. There's never a reason to beat your child with a belt. Like, what the... What I would say I probably would not go... Uh, I, I don't think I'll be doing the belt routine, but... Um, no, I, I personally, I have a kid of 12 and a, uh, a kid of three. No, yeah. no, no belts, nothing, nothing like that. Like yeah. whops on the butt. Sure. But no belts. Yeah. Well, thank you for the insight. And of course, um, all the best with your parenting journey yourself. Thank you. And you guys have a wonderful night. Oh, and you, one last thing um, sure. on the, on the, uh, the Matt Christensen media. Yeah. Um, is that a better website to apply to monthly or um, like subscribe star? Uh, I don't know. It, which, it's but... totally up to you. I, I just want whatever's convenient, most convenient for the user. Um, so my website works perfectly great. So the, the thing I'll say about Subscribestar, they do take a little bit more of a cut, Yeah. but if you're interested in also helping out Subscribestar while helping our show or anybody else, it's great because they have shown a lot of vigilance against the mob. And right. I, I like to keep Subscribestar up and running and successful because people who maybe haven't built their own website yet or haven't done the th these things they need a safe home too, like subscribe star. So it's totally yeah. up to you, whatever you find most convenient, but I just want to, I, I want to give credit due to subscribe star as well. Cause I think they're building a, a good product. 
I, I I'll I'll take your word on that. Um, and I'll I'll actually you actually changed my mind because I was actually headed more towards to the most that I could give you guys. Oh but, damn! Um, now those Russians sold, are going to get our money. <laughs> yeah, you sold me on the on the subscribe. Start totally, up, we're at, we average, we're thrilled to have any support uh, wherever you're you're wanting to put it. And of course, um, you know it's it's far better than the thirty percent that goes to Susan WikiWiki on a Sunday super chat. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. def- definitely. Yeah. I'm never, I'm never subscribe or so super chatting again. That's the, I'll go somewhere <laughs> else. Thank you, man. Uh, we appreciate it very much. You have a wonderful night. Thanks. You as well. Okay. Sorry, I had to take off my headphones. I think that my great Pyrenees just almost killed my mom's poodle. <laughs> oh no. She sounds really pissed. I heard her down there say, I told You're- Rebecca not to get this dog. Oh my God. All right. Uh, well, if you need to check on it, just let me know. No, it's fine. I think it's um, over now. They're just complaining about me now. I can hear you, mom and dad. <laughs> okay. We have a few questions to get through. Um, as I've mentioned, if you have a, if you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can always send us an email question. The one place to do that is through the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. There's a call-in show question form. You'll want to use uh, that form to submit your question, and we will respond to those questions at the end of each uh, episode each week, as we will do right now. So uh, Bangs Naughty Bits says, there was a recent New York Times article on podcasts. On Google Podcasts, a buffet of hate. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) The platform's tolerance of white supremacist, pro-Nazi, and conspiracy theory content pushes boundaries of the medium I think it's a continuing move to close down alternate platforms outside the walled gardens. I wonder, if, obviously, if we were named in this. We weren't. I looked through it. Dang it. Of course. You know, we weren't. Excluded once again. Did they name anyone specific? I'm looking through the article. Uh, I actually don't know. I just kind of skimmed it for us. Yeah. Well, uh, do, do I think it's... Uh, well, yeah. Do I think it's probably the New York Times and other large media trying to eliminate competition yeah probably i think sticks has been right about this for a long time because i used to think oh they they're just leftists who hate politics with which they disagree when you're talking about corporate media like the new york times cnn others it's more about eliminating competition in the marketplace and they look at things like google podcasts where a new york times podcast I don't know what their numbers are, but I guarantee you someone like Joe Rogan, someone, any Nate, take your name. Who's big in like alternative podcasting. They're crushing the New York times, destroying them. Totally. So yeah, I think, I think it's more market than anything. And of course, Nazi is a great way to eliminate your market competition. A great name to use. Yep. Um, This is Kathy bear. What's up, my homosexuals? I have a little thought <laughs> experiment. Do animals have rights? I would posit they do not have rational souls or natures. Yeah. And that rights are an extension of objective morality. Therefore, only rational creatures capable of discerning these moral principles can, by extension, have natural huh. rights. And so the only fair treatment they deserve are warranted by our moral obligation towards them rather than rights. Okay. I was wondering what y'all's opinions are on that matter, on this matter. Thanks for the answers. Um, I agree that they don't have rights per se but that should not dictate our treatment of them i've still we still should treat animals well based on the fact that they could feel pain they often trust humans and things like that whether or not they have natural rights in 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 terms of humans treatment of animals i'm not really sure how relevant that is yeah i've I've, we've had people um write questions about this before and i i 
hadn't thought about it thoroughly then, and I still haven't. So that's kind of mm. on me. I'm sorry I don't have a clear answer on this. But I guess I, I, I'd, I'd like to hear more when you say that, that we have an obligation to treat them well, not because they have rights, but because of our moral obligation towards them. Yeah. If they don't have rights, why do we have moral obligations to them? I guess would be my question. Yeah. Um, am, am I saying that we have a moral obligation? I think we have a moral obligation to to creatures that feel pain. I mean, don't you? To to not to not um, make their lives worse or to distribute pain unduly on yeah, them. Yeah, I, I guess I would say that that. I don't know. I, I, you know, again, I haven't put a lot of thought to this, but if 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 rights for humans are based on an acknowledgement of and a respect for the purpose of that human being, presumably that would extend to animals to some degree. I, to I, some degree, right. I would have some respect or acknowledgement of the purpose of that animal. Now, if the purpose of that animal is to feed people, for example, it it I, it could be or is ethical, I suppose, to slaughter them for food. But you get into the same questions, like just because it's ethical to eat an animal, is it ethical to slaughter that animal in the most gruesome, Heinous painful, way. awful way possible? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I Would I say that the animals have rights? I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say that their rights are the same as humans because... I don't know. I, I again, I I kind of have to put more thought to this. I hate to punt on it, but otherwise, I'll just talk myself in circles. No, I think trying you're to right. think through it, and then right. it won't be great listening. So I I hate to leave you hanging, but um, I think it's a great question and one that I should put more thought to. Uh, Reed J says, Matt, about realizing your wife is pregnant. The male brain by Dr. Luann Brizidine Brizid, uh, talks about biochemical changes a man goes through when his wife becomes pregnant. When your wife becomes pregnant, prolactin goes up and testosterone goes down. Uh, could be somewhere deep down you detected those changes and recognized them as a sign of pregnancy. I, I'm sure there's probably some uh, some deep biological reality to that. Some lizard brain stuff, like I was saying, because... um. As I've said before, it's just it was a it was a, a an innate knowledge that I've not experienced really ever, ever before without having demonstration of something. I just knew it to be true without any doubt in my mind. Yeah. So whatever wherever that comes from, it was totally real. It was 100 percent real for me. That's so interesting. I wonder if that was it. Um, his glorious radiance understands that you are on bewildering on the bewildering journey of attempting to deduce the first principles of, of an objective moral system. His great majesty is a high minded ruler and leads his people <laughs> along a like road. His eminence graciously proposes that the search should start with the question of what morality is. What does it mean to be moral? Why do we even have morality in the first place? What function does it serve? The light of the empire has his own conclusions, but wishes to hear your impressions first. May yeah. the gods smile upon you both. Um, what does it mean to be moral? I mean, I, I do think that these are, are God-given principles. Yeah, I think that to me, any, any sort of objective morality or any sort of moral structure starts with the premise that human life has purpose and a and reason yeah. for it being here. Because if you don't have that premise, what possible reason could there be? Why would it be wrong to slaughter your neighbor if yeah. he wasn't put here for a reason or any particular purpose what value does he have 
So that's been the quest for me is I, I grant the premise that that humanity has a purpose, that it has a reason for being here, that it has a trajectory that it's on, mm-hmm. a path it should take. Yep. And my personal quest is to figure out who or what is behind that. I have not succeeded in answering that question, but I don't doubt for a second there 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 is a reason and a purpose for it because yeah. I believe that to be true. And also secondarily, because without that premise, any concept of morality falls apart and we're in a right. nonsense chaos, chaos world. And I don't want that. I don't want to participate in that. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. Did I read that one? Yeah. Cause yeah. it was very difficult for me. That's right. Yeah. Mac, Matt's <laughs> woke trans ex-wife from another life. I thought I had a restraining order on this person. <laughs> Dear Matt, did you ever cold approach women while you were dating? If so, do you have any pointers on how how not to fuck up like an idiot? On a more esoteric level, does it even make sense to bother approaching women based solely on uh, physical attraction? So I do have minimal experience and almost zero success. I have secured a few phone numbers in my day, but it fell apart. That sounds like success to me. The ones I got, it fell apart after that. And this was the worst one, which you'll remember. Um... The time that I didn't even ask for a chick's phone number and she gave it to me and then she ghosted me, but it was real because she responded once. So it wasn't even a fake number. Like, <laughs> oh, who the it was hell? the, uh, she worked at some, we can't, city something. We can't, we can't go down this road. <laughs> I don't know if the wife is listening. <laughs> Any, anyway, but yeah, who the hell does that? Who the hell gives out a phone number and then as in unsolicited i didn't even ask for her number she just passed it to me on a piece of paper and i thought it was like awesome Uh, this is great uh anyway before i get myself in trouble how to do in my experience rarely almost never successful almost always awkward uh just and, and like you're saying you're doing it based solely on a physical attraction which isn't terrible i mean you should be attracted to your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, of course, that's all natural and good. But sometimes getting to know a person makes them more or less attractive to you too. So yeah. if I was starting over, if I, if it was uh, young me again, 10 years ago, I would not really put a lot of stock in the cold approach, like go to a bar, scout the scene and talk to a chick. What it's I would good do for you though. Well, it is humbling. You do need to learn to like take rejection, take female indifference and learn the game, too, that sometimes you, know, you get yourself in trouble for talking about that, this sort of stuff. But you've talked about it. Sometimes women, not sometimes, women always like the chase. They always yeah. like, rarely do they say like, oh, absolutely, you're awesome. Here's my number. They kind of like to drag you along a little bit to see how much you're willing to work for it, <laughs> uh, which is fine, too. I'm not, I, mean, I don't even say that with uh, any kind of anger or anything like that. But what I am saying is I don't think that the cold approach is a great way. What I would do if I was young and, and in that spot again, I like a, we've talked about a little bit recently, I would just uh, become as, as socially outgoing and assertive as possible in making friends even because friend connections become other connections. And really, I think the best way to meet somebody uh, is if you have some common something in common you both know this person so there's an established trust or you you're a family member of this person so there's an established trust or you have some shared interest you guys both do the same activity that's why you you should all only date your cousins (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know Uh, what are your thoughts on cold approach should men be doing it or i'm a different kind of woman though i think Mm. i've I've said this before i did get some flack for this but in la Mm. when i was living there any time a man would cold approach me 
I would go out with him hmm. any time, no matter what he looked like. I, I would go out with that guy because I wanted to reward, like put some good back in the universe. Because yeah, I yeah. know they come up and they'd be all sweaty and be so nervous. And I'm like, this is a fucking nightmare for yeah. you. This is a nightmare. So yeah. I'll go out with you, even though I'm not interested. Um, I don't know how much of a favor I was really doing, but I wanted yeah. you know, to get them on a in a positive feedback loop because cold approaching women is terrible and some women should say yes. And I wanted them it to work with the next girl, you know? Yeah. Um, however, it, the success rate is very low. It's like, um, it's like cold calling people or selling things in a door to door sales. Like how much are you actually going to sell? Like yeah. 1% of whatever you're trying to sell, you will actually sell. But I do think but, it's character building and it's good. And the rejection is probably good. Yeah. And all it takes is one, as we were talking about a few yeah. years ago when I was in the same boat, all it takes is one. And yeah. so I wouldn't put all my stock in a cold approach strategy, certainly not at bars or anything like that, because I just think the quality of person you're going to encounter is probably not great. I don't but, know, man. My, my favorite couple on the planet met on Tinder. It's possible. I, I think the game these days is mostly just cr is creating and taking advantage of all the opportunities. I would not put all my stock in any one area. I would just yeah, that's keep true. your eyes peeled for opportunities. Be as social as possible and as assertive as possible, which is easier said than done, especially if you're someone like me who's more in, you know very introverted, much more inclined to keep to myself and mind my own business. Um, but you got to create opportunities one way or another. So good yeah. luck. Uh, did I read that one? Did you read that? Uh, one? You're up. Ashley's up. Blonde. What do you know about the COVID vaccine causing infertility? I have a younger sister in college. Rumor has it colleges may mandate students to get the vaccine. Every medical website is saying the vaccine is safe for pregnant breastfeeding and women attempting to become pregnant. Thanks so much. Okay. I have no definitive proof that it causes infertility. Computing forever made a really good video on this. Um, on it's on BitChute. So check that out and watch that. However, it I would never get it because there's insufficient long-term data, especially on fertility, which is like the number one thing that I am worried about. And I think that the people designing the vaccine have a vested interest in reducing the world population. That enough is for mm. me to be like, no fucking way. Absolutely not. And for, for what? Like, what is the cost for your sister? So she can go to college? So she can like bang a bunch of dudes and end up with a communications degree and then like waste her childbearing years doing what like working some shit desk job like no that's like a double whammy for her fertility um <laughs> i'm not saying that the covid vaccine for sure causes infertility but it could it could and then what do you do you're screwed also if she got covid who gives a shit who cares she'll be fine everything's gonna be fine um yeah i just don't really see why anybody that isn't super old and fat would even take the risk here. If I got coronavirus, I would be totally fine. And I'm not at all worried about it. You probably already have. Odds are yeah, good you I'm have. Coughing up yeah. a storm before the show. Yeah, I'm glad people would have wondered if you didn't get that throat cleared. I don't know. All Do you right. know anything about this? Like, Computing Forever made the made this video. I have no, no knowledge whatsoever about the biology at stake here and infertility. But uh, I do uh, this question of what risk you're willing to take or what you're willing to submit to, to pursue your college years or pursue your, uh, your, your career or whatever. Um, and I think it also depends if you're in that situation, how far along in college is she? Does she have a semester to go a year to go? If you're that deep invested in it, 
I don't know. Do you, do you want to finish it off rather than leave? If you've done a semester and you're not deep in debt, maybe you want to evaluate what risk you want to take or not. Um, I'd have to know more. I, I just, I could see, I could see people who might make the assessment that it's, that it's worth it to take the stab for them to preserve their careers or preserve their schooling. I could see the opposite side of that too. It just depends on the situation. You can always get another job. You can always transfer. Mm-mm. Yeah. There's but no if you well, let's say that you're a dad with a great job and three kids and you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying is I could envision a situation where if I had to do that for my children, I probably would. Yeah. But if it's just for me, probably not. Those are the kind of the, the different situations I would, I would see. So I uh, think I would just say think long, think long and hard about the choice that you make and decide, decide for yourself. Circumstances considered uh, good luck. And thank you for writing. Lee says, I'm a truck driver. I drive across this beautiful country of ours. The company I drive for nor the government has yet to require that I get the vaccine. I'm not in a position to get a local job yet. However, I fear the government will want to implement COVID passports. Well, I don't want to get the vaccine. I won't be able to work if I, if a COVID pass a vaccine passport was implemented by the federal government, my parents have already given in as they enjoy international travel. Should I just give in as it may affect my livelihood? So another, another question here or another question of the similar theme. Uh, I, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but it just seems like a huge trade-off. Nobody should be telling you that you have to that you have to take this vaccine. They should be letting you decide if you want to get the risk of coronavirus. There's no evidence this is going to improve net safety for the general population. I, I you know, are you going to be somebody that is told what to do and what to put in their body for money? Because that's, I mean, if you're it's okay with making it, yeah. that compromise, I know it's your livelihood and that it's hard to live when you're poor, uh, but that is what it comes down to you like are you that kind of person are you the kind of person that is like fuck you i'm not doing this and you find another way there is Uh, an option too uh that we haven't discussed which is the the uh fabricated or fake vaccination records which surely will be a viable product and a viable industry and i know um i know for a lot of businesses i can only speak uh like like at my my wife's place of work you know, they're the same sort of thing where it's all the, oh, uh, mask this and coronavirus that out front. And then, you know, nobody really gives a shit inside. A lot of this stuff is things that companies have to say publicly. They don't have to they, do any of this. And then they don't companies actually don't care. Do and well, yeah. they like to cultivate that public perception that they they really care about coronavirus so much. So obviously don't you know, just just don't say anything about this until someone comes to you and says, you're taking the stab to keep your job. Yeah. And you might be surprised if this thing just sort of fades away. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't in, in any of these career or school contexts, I wouldn't pick the fight until the fight comes to me. And I wouldn't be surprised if the fight doesn't in fact come to you. Mm. I know that sounds kind of passive. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Should we be more active? Should we be out there pushing back and saying, yeah, like, fuck this. I'm not doing it, by the way. You haven't told me I have to, but fuck you if you try. Maybe we should be more aggressive that way. I'm not doing it. It's clearly what's going to happen. Hmm. You might be surprised, especially like, because I guarantee you, Lee, that like you are not the only guy in the trucking industry thinking about this. That is a yeah, male dominated. I, I would field. not want that job to be to go to truckers and be like, you have to get the vaccine. 
yeah, you're not the only guy thinking this. I, I guarantee um, there's there's going to be heavy resistance if they try that sort of thing. So you might be surprised if it ever comes your way. Yeah. McMonahan. Oh, you're up next, actually. Am I? I thought. Didn't I just read that one? I don't know. It doesn't yeah, matter. McMonahan says, if any states can pull off the impossible and secede from the union, do you think Americans, America's $28 trillion oh, yeah. national debt will still apply to them? Can a state declare independence and clear itself of that debt? Um, I mean, I guess it would have to be delineated based on the GDP of the states seceding, even though they wouldn't exist in the same form. But yeah. we would have to take some of the national debt. We, I mean, we we would have to. We can't just be like a oh, peace. See ya. Well, it'd I'm be funny to see Democrats argue finally that the national debt really matters. Yeah, really. <laughs> for them to stand I mean, up and say, if you're leaving, you got to pay off some of this. Oh, well, that's very convenient. It wouldn't be that bad though if if it was like some like Idaho. Wyoming, South Dakota, their net GDP can't, yeah. it's not insurmountable like the U.S. Yeah. As long as we have California and New York off the table, then I, I think that we'll probably be fine. Yeah, maybe. I, I had not thought about that at all. So we, we shall see if we have to iron out that wrinkle soon. Uh, incompetent Hand says, would you, rather re, uh, would you rather your children have a natural skill or just be curious? Curiosity could lead to an obsession, but natural talent could likely end with them being bored. Well, one of the traits about children that I look most forward to is curiosity, that natural eagerness to learn, fascination with the world, wonder in the world, all that. So I, I certainly yeah. hope that my, my children are curiosity are, are curious by nature because I, I, I really do believe that most people have a natural talent more or less for something, like a natural talent relative to other people for something. And Sometimes you don't even know what talents you might have because you never apply yourself or try things. Curiosity is what leads you to find those. I think that right. if you had to choose one of those, I'd pick curiosity because it's likely a path to natural talent down the road. Natural talent without curiosity, natural talent not applied rarely gets you anywhere. It, it's not really going to get you anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I guess this is a hypothetical. I, I don't really see why they have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, uh, But curiosity would clearly be the more beneficial throughout their lives. Yeah. All I, natural talents kind of fizzle out. Curiosity, critical thinking, asking questions. Those are all things that are going to be, well, until I have a five-year-old who asks me why every three seconds, maybe I'll yeah, get really. sick of questions then. But these are all the traits that I most want to cultivate in a kid. Not necessarily what to believe, but a firm understanding of why they believe what they believe and, and a willingness to question everything that's presented to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next question, <laughs> Ryan. Hey guys, what would you recommend if the? Why did I say it like? Hey guys, I don't know what this guy sounds like. <laughs> uh, what would you recommend if the vaccine becomes a term of employment for someone in the medical field like me? I'm young and healthy, but I don't want to lose my place in med school or a future job because I don't Ugh, get the vaccine. That's a rough one too. Ugh, God, these three questions. I mean, if I am going to take the vaccine for any of these three questions, it would be this one. Yeah, it's the same thing though as as with the trucker. Like, it doesn't really matter that you're a doctor. You're you're still doing the same thing. You're compromising your principles. You're allowing somebody to inject you with a substance that you don't want, uh, so that you can have a specific job, so you make a certain amount of money, have enough status. And people in the medical professional profession are about to lose credibility like we've never seen. I mean, they already have hmm. over this COVID stuff. Are we going to flip here where you're going to defend principles to a self-defeating extent and I'm going to maybe argue for a little more practicality here? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, I just can't imagine a circumstance where I would get the vaccine. Like, well, if if you are in position to become a medical doctor and that is what you want to do and you've wanted to do that forever, you think you'll be great at it and you're sure that that's your direction in life. Um, I guess I guess what I would advise if it was me in that situation, I would do everything possible to resist it. And what I mean is I would I would make my opinion vocally known to the to the powers that be. And I would uh, I would write a strongly worded letter at minimum. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But if if you decide that you're willing to compromise the principles in pursuit of a broader goal in your life, which I think is perfectly acceptable, sometimes we have to compromise certain principles in order to achieve uh, ends that that we're looking, particularly in our personal life. You know, um, if you have places that you want to get and you have to compromise a little bit of a personal principle to get there, I understand that that happens. Um, but I wouldn't do it quietly is what I'm saying. If you believe that these people are violating you, which they are make that known, um, uh, that, that would be the way that I would handle this. Mm. Okay. Uh, thank you for the email questions guys. Uh, reminder, if you'd like to send an email question to the show, form is on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact call and show question there for you. And we will take your, uh, Questions at the end of each week's show. Let's see. Uh, just a few super chats to get through over on Trovo. It says Matt missed my first chat and half my second one from Long Dong John. How? I, here's the thing is like. Uh, oh, oh, it's because I didn't I didn't Jen Saki circle back on this part. Well, damn, Matt, you might need to get banned from YouTube more often. That was on <laughs> is racist, blonde, hotter and and funnier. Um, yes, I did. I did see that one and read that one, but I don't even see another one. Honestly, Trovo's system is so goddamn confusing that yeah. uh, I just have to defer to that. Thank you, man. I'm sorry about that. Let's see. Uh, D over on D live. We got all kinds of people donating lemon. Appreciate you guys on that one. Very much uh, appreciated. Buddy 56 says, uh, any thoughts on the executive order incoming on gun control? I'll have to wait till tomorrow to see it. But if that, if those six points are accurate that we were read earlier, the biggest point of concern is guidance on uh, pistol braces. That's going to be the biggest impact to the largest group of people. That's going to be a bunch of bullshit. And if you're the sort of person who, makes your own guns if you make if you 3d print or otherwise manufacture ghost guns if you buy 80 percent kits and drill the holes and all that um i don't i don't even know how they're going to regulate that because those aren't guns yeah you're manufacturing it yourself you still have a right to manufacture your own firearm are they just going right. to make you put a serial on your own gun can i just carve like fuck you joe <laughs> five six seven two four into the receiver you should. And it's you square because it's not a ghost gun anymore. Uh, how, yeah. What does that even... I don't even understand. Unless they're going to remove the right to manufacture firearms for yourself. I don't understand. They, they are. That's... Yeah. You can't make your own gun. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guess we're going to go with that. Okay. Let's uh, check check out Tippy Stream and call it a night. Tippy Stream. Uh, where did I leave off? Yeah, here we go. Phil says, uh, whenever you're feeling down and wondering if a single person can ever make a difference in this crazy world. (laughs) What? Is this who I think it is? Is it Kevin Flanagan? Remember? Yeah, this is the guy I thought it was. 
Who? Do what? you know the name? <laughs> I am not honoring this man. I'm just asking if you know the name. Uh, Anders Breivik. Breivik? <laughs> <laughs> he killed 77 people. Jesus Christ. That's got to be. He did Children. It with a, so he's uh he's a real Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I mean it was like a, a leftist uh children of leftist kind of camp. And he killed 77 he under did it with 15, a I think. Ruger Mini 14 and Glock 34. What's an ANFO? They were on that? an island and oh, it's so an explosive. Um, and so he uh was able to, to, to trap them all on the island and commit this mess. You know he was only in jail for like 15 years. He's, he's out. out. When did this happen? Leave it to the scandals, Anders man. Brevik. Anders Brevik. They thought he was rehabilitated. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he, yeah, he's just fine. Okay, Josh and Jesus. Uh, Blonde should run for president in 2024 uh, so that the libs end up thinking that DeSantis is the safe choice by comparison. Nope. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and some shit desk job says, you don't want me. That's, that's true. Uh, I can verify that's true after having done one for a handful of years. I guess I still have a shit desk job, kind of, but I enjoy this. No. <laughs> so he killed eight people with a bomb and shot dead 69 others. 69. Jesus Christ. And he's serving Norway's maximum sentence of 21 years. Okay, but so he's, he's not up for out. parole in July. Yeah, he's not out. He's up for parole in July. <sighs> wow. He killed 77 people. Is that yeah. math right? So, uh, 76 I- people. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what Wikipedia says. Uh, he killed seventy-seven. Yeah, eight in Oslo, sixty-nine in uh, Utoya. Injured three hundred and nineteen. How was that? Just people running or something? The bomb. Oh, the bomb. Yeah. Three. Holy shit, dude. Anyway, yeah, it was a van bomb. All right. Uh, moving on to more relevant and uh sincere topics i suppose hey i just want to say thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight and for uh, making the show a success despite susan and all of that stuff it yesterday was probably the most pissed off i've been in a long time oh, yeah he was real mad and it, it, it the news came to me at like the worst time because i was sitting down to make and record a video so i really had to put that aside and focus on creating the product even though i know the product is not going to go to YouTube where I've historically made them. So what so I'm saying still is made a video. Uh, yeah. And, and I, and the reason that I can still do that and do this stream. And even though I'm you know annoyed and down about it, I know you are too, is because I know that no matter what, I don't care if Susan hits the delete key tomorrow. I know that this community is going to sustain. I know this thing is going to carry on somewhere else. These are hurdles. These are not, yeah. uh, these are not, uh, fatal blows or anything Sucks like that. Sucks still though. It totally does. And she is a piece of shit. She is a horse faced bitch who is stealing yeah. from yeah. the kid in my wife's womb right now, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. She is she's a thief from my like from my shit. child. Um and if I could sit down I was joking on Twitter after that. Uh, I, I invite Susan onto the Sunday show to explain to me and to my wife and to you and your family why the moral and righteous thing to do is to compromise. Yeah, really. Compromise our jobs, compromise our incomes. Why? Because we have we made a joke that you didn't like or we have political opinions that you don't like. Yep. I, I would love to see her sit in a chair and squirm and answer that question. Anyway, long winded way of getting to the point. He, uh, 
appreciate what you guys do to make this community a success so much. Uh, you, what you do for us is so hugely appreciated and what you do for each other. The fact that we're sitting around trying to navigate the difficult vaccine situations and trying to figure out how to navigate a complex dating world with all the variables going on in the coronavirus world and everything else. It's just, it's a high value place for a lot of people who otherwise might not have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of comfort and a little bit of sanity in this world. That's yeah. us included and you guys included. So uh, just know that even when I get really enraged by Susan, I'm able to find a little comfort and a little hope for tomorrow because I know that Susan can't delete this. Yep. So thank you guys for that. It's very much appreciated. We'll call it a show there and uh, we'll, we'll explain more on Sunday. I, I'll get a little, I'll, explain more of the theory of how this actually happened and what was said to prompt it. And like I said, I'm going to look at Sunday as an opportunity to talk about things that we might not be able to talk about on a YouTube Sunday show. Let's make it extra spicy. Who the hell cares? Susan can't stop us. Might as well make it as fun as possible. If if tonight wasn't spicy enough, you might uh, burn alive (laughs) on Sunday. I don't know. We'll see you then. Have a great night, guys. Okay.